Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. How come you guys don't say that long? You haven't learned it by now? Windy. (laughs) Windy, California. Cold as a witch's titty, Santa Cruz, California. Well, today's not so bad. Hey, everyone. This is Liza, and I wear a size 9 shoe. Uh, To my right, our special guest tonight, it's Austin. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. And you you rolled up on something that we get to Ah. talk about tonight. (laughs) You already started talking about my bike. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) On the classy girl couch tonight, it's Morgan. Hello, friends. You sound so good on a mic, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, bringing up the caboose tonight, it's Brandon. Hey, I've got a tiny phone. (laughs) <laughs> and he knows how to use it. <laughs> okay. And Knox should be coming in here. You'll hear the squeak of his boots. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, for those who remember, we have a short crew tonight because we sent the rest of the Misfits up to the one show in Portland. Yeah. And they've been having a blast. So, you know, we said uh, if uh, you come up to Emma and give her the beans, yeah, literally... I want. Were you aware of this, Austin? Because I know no, you were up there. I was not aware. We of said that. if you bring a can of beans, yeah. and give it to Emma, first five people will get evil Knievel socks. Oh, and then after that, we had a bag of swag to give away. Oh, and she checked in this morning and said twenty cans. <laughs> oh, <geez>. wow, <laughs> that's awesome. But we had already arranged that she'd take them to like a food bank or something. Did anyone mm-hmm. bring her beans on toast? Special? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to get the report from her. All and right. she said all the swag was gone. Fantastic. So I just got an e- I just got a message earlier today or someone from the UK who said, Hey, I first heard about you guys on motorcycles and misfits. I'm coming in, I want to run a bike. So it's, right. it's awesome. great when that happens. It happens mm-hmm. often. That's awesome. You, from, from well, Austin, let's just cover this because um all right, so for those who don't know, Austin, you run twistedroad.com. Right. And oh god, it's been a couple years now. I remember when I first heard about this concept. Right. And we were calling it like the Airbnb for motorcycles where people could rent their bikes out and you in turn could rent other people's bikes. You actually, I don't know how good your memory is, but you were putting your bike on and we had a glitch at the time. And you couldn't, and for some reason your bike wasn't getting listed. And then I think I emailed or texted you and said, hey, we see that you're having a problem. You know, let's help you out. Because we had had Mm -hmm. a bunch, we were working through a, a bug. And then you and I spoke on the phone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think I reached out to you because I said, I love this concept and I knew that I wanted to be able to rent a bike when I travel. Right. Because I've looked into it before and the options, glad that they exist, you know, like MotoQuest in San Francisco or Eagle Rider, Harleys. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past, I've rented Harleys, um, but it's really expensive. It's gotten up to like upwards of like $200 a day. Well, for me, it was the trigger was not being able to rent a motorcycle when I was in the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. I want to do that bad. And I said, I got to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. And so that happened. A yeah. So it was not that many cities that covered it. And um, it was pretty expensive. Like it was a it was for usually people. It was a 
you know, this was a planned trip. We're going to ride right. a bike for two weeks, go on this grand adventure, right. you know, spend 10 grand. And it was like, a, you know, big deal. But sometimes, like, I was flying into someplace for meetings or just something. I was like, I want to have an extra day. I want to just <clears throat> rent a bike. So I loved the concept. And because I wanted to be able to rent a bike anywhere I went, I felt that I needed to then list my bikes right. to be a part of the system. Well, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. But right. I felt to help this this in, in order not to be a leech. concept right. grow yeah right that i wanted to contribute and i put my bikes up for that. sale and i have i've rented out the klr and the versus right yeah so they've been paying for themselves to be here what that's great the, what about the africa twin no 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 no, no i don't <laughs> <laughs> you know and 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 a lot of people when we first started talking about this a lot of people said, i never put my bike up that's my baby you know a lot hmm. of people feel that way and i kind of get it because i never wanted to put my best bike up i put my extra bikes yeah yeah up um and i guess i don't know i don't feel that way because i wouldn't trust people because people have been uh people rented my bikes and and there's been little issues but um, Austin's taking care of stuff. Yep. Um, we had an issue once where you didn't even tell us, and the review, you left them a four-star review, and you said the only reason why is because they didn't fill the tank up. Yeah. Or maybe you gave them a five and did fill And I was reading all the reviews, and I said, and I texted you. I said, you got to tell us this. And we gave you 10 bucks and said, go fill the tank. That's what we do. We yeah, that was really That's nice. really cool. So any small, minor issue or major issue, just tell us if you're on the site. We take care of it. We take care of the people who have their bikes on the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's it's been a great system, but do I want to put my, my newest bike, my bike that is my number one bike up? No, because I think I usually want it available, you know? Yeah, but, this is, but we're exceptions because we ride all the time, and I was just right. talking to Austin mm-hmm. about this, about how many miles the average American puts on there. I thought it was 3,000 miles a year. He said it was closer to one. It's a 1,000. Yeah, a 1,000 miles. I put a 1,000 every two weeks. Well, you yeah. also live here. You know, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're also but, here. Yeah, but I mean, it's like people people buy bikes and they just garage them and they don't use them. Like, this could be making me money. So this is a really, really good system for a vast majority of bike owners who just don't ride all the time like we do. Or people like Henry yeah. that have six bikes. Exactly, but... Or bagel. Or or people an entire like, oh my gosh! An entire scooter no, trash. No, 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 hold on, no scooter. No oh, you guys, you reject the scooter trash? We don't. We don't bring it up. We don't bring it up. Oh, okay. We don't. Right. We don't talk we about could bring it, it up without. Time. We could bring it up without bagel here. That would, <laughs> it's no easier to discuss when bagel's or, not here. Or you know, I'm just going to say, or people like me who feel like. Hmm. If I want the system to be there for me, then I need to be a part of the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you that were talking about expense earlier, and I'll tell you, I did a ride last year on a 2018 Road King, mm. and I did. I came up through the center center part of the state, and then went down the coast, and and it was a hundred up hundred dollars a day yeah. for 2000. So to put things into perspective, versus some of the other companies that are out there, so. How long is it? Has it been three years now? No, it's it it's been two years and a few months. We've two been live yes. for two and a few months. I started it before then. But do, do you guys do? I mean, probably not. But dirt bikes for people want to go out. No, we have, no, 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 there's we some limits. We don't okay. talk about that. Let me tell you what the limits are. <laughs> no dirt bikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh. that's not exactly true. You haven't played mm-hmm. at dirt bikes. There is somebody in this city with a 690 KTM enduro played it. 
that I've wanted to rent and take out in the dirt. But no purely dirt, dirt bikes. Right. The bikes all have to be street, street legal. legal. Okay. okay. That's number one. We mm-hmm. do say that the bikes are not allowed to be taken off road. Oops. And that's, mm. that's, that is, that, that's to that's protect the bike owner. Right. That's an insurance thing with us. Mm-hmm. Because, um, so that's the second thing. No scooters and no trikes. Mm. Oh, Makes man. sense. I get a lot of shit for hating on on trikes and scooters. So, so if, we, if, we, if we restored the defiance, would that be off limits? Being a giant, massive, oversized no. scooter. No, because it's a, it's a stretched out Sportster, actually. So there you true. go. So all right, it's been a little over two years. <laughs> premium, yep. premium and when you first started out, you had it was just me. It was just you. <laughs> you had only been riding a couple years and you had only ridden a handful of bikes right now everywhere you travel you ride bikes so i'm sure you your level of experience yeah i've probably ridden 15 bikes through our platform by now or so that's how many i have a very unique perspective but it's funny when you it's funny when you you brought out the africa twin i'm like oh i i rode that you know i see bikes like the the, one of my favorite bikes to ride is the r9t we've got a handful of them the bmw they're incredible bikes so you've and when you first started out you were still there were a lot of states that that had been covered but then on your last trip i think you had one state left was it north dakota no no, we have have every state's covered with the exception of new york and the only reason is because there are there are legal requirements in new york that prohibit bike sharing yeah so sharing you're everywhere now. How many Rubber. How many bikes are on 2,500. <laughs> and I saw someone at, I was at the one show this weekend and bumped into someone and he said, man, how many bikes? 2,500. He goes, God, last year at the one show, you only had 1,100. And yeah. that's a good memory, but that's exactly right. I had 1,100 at last show. Yeah, it's it's been doubling. Yeah. Yeah, it took us about a year and a few months to get to 1,000. And then it took another eight months to get to 2,000. So it's compressing as we we're growing exponentially. So, yeah. do you have any idea what the ceiling is? There's, Are you there's, predicted? There's nine million bikes in the country. <laughs> mm. So, uh, but are you guys limited to the United States right now? Right now we are. Right now we are. Uh, and are you we, working on figuring out plans for for yeah, expanding beyond, or is are, it like super complicated? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There's a way for us to do it, but it's just not a priority. We have other mm-hmm. things. I have a limited team. There's there mm-hmm. are three of us, uh, four of us, including me, mm-hmm. and there are other things that just need their time. Makes sense. But it's not. It, it will get there. We have to get the yeah. right priority. Morgan and I understand uh, the the difficulties of being <clears throat> small and maintaining a. A pretty excited customer base yeah, yeah yeah which you you must have like just thousands of thrilled people we do <clears throat> and and after every single ride the rider and the owner get to rate each other mm-hmm. and the rider also gets to rate the bike because there could mm-hmm. be a great owner and maybe the bike wasn't doing so well wow so you can <clears throat> you can rate them independently rate them independently and then um 97 percent of the reviews are five star and people get off they're they, mm-hmm. they off the bike and they just Oh, they say, oh, Liza was the greatest. She tr- dropped the bike off at my campground. Or mm-hmm. Roger was the best rider. He brought me back, you know, a six pack or some pie. Like the, <laughs> people are moving the chain. They're cleaning the bikes before they bring them back. And it's mm-hmm. really impressive. Mm-hmm. That's 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 we like motorcyclists. I have one issue. Sure. Every single time, and I think I, I kid you not, I think of all my rentals, I've only been here once. <laughs> like every time I have plans to go out of town. Yeah. I get a booking. Oh. 
it, that has happened just i mean we without make it fail. easier now to handle that liza than we used to we have a new we have a new platform so we launched yeah. a whole new mm. platform in october oh, and we make it easier to do that now than ever before well so cool. you can you can you can do the checkout without being there Ideally, you'd want to be there so that you could just make sure mm-hmm. that you're comfortable. But with a few conversations beforehand, Liza, you could probably get there. Well, you know, I'm usually able to judge someone well by they list what bikes they ride. Right. And, like, you know right away what when they list, you know, GS1200, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they can, right. they can handle this. Right. right. That's exactly right. Yeah, so, yeah, so, the, so Liza's yeah. going down a, a path, which I'll just explain. When somebody rents on our site, the first thing we do is we have a third party that does a very thorough background check on them. We want, to, we want to reduce the risk as much as possible and be very safe. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Once that's done, Liza would then get a request and an email and a text. And it mm-hmm. says, okay, this person wants to rent your motorcycle, and here's their experience. And I'll say, well, they rode a Sportster for six months, and they rode this bike for a year, and this bike. And she can then decide whether or not she feels comfortable with that person on the bike. And mm-hmm. if she doesn't, she can decline it. So people always say, oh, how do I know what their experience is? Like, I've got a Goldwing. I don't want just anyone on there. Mm-hmm. If you look, just just decline it. I'm actually really glad I got to hear this from you because um, some of the things that uh, you just talked about were concerns that I had about putting my bikes up for rent, which is, you know, we have really powerful electric bikes that are, uh, people should be riding them. They should be available for rent. And uh, I just, you know, never took the time to go look this stuff up to answer the questions for myself. I just let the answers be, ah, well, you know, it could be this or it could be that. And then to hear that, like, you guys actually have all of the safeties covered. You're looking yep. out for the renters as yep. well as the rentees. Yep. That's really comforting. And talk about electric bikes just for a second. We have mm-hmm. some some great news. Uh, we have three live wires on the site. Whoa, that's pretty cool because there's that not that many of them available even. No, we're the only place on the planet you could rent them. Oh. And Wait, are any local? Uh, San Francisco, local said, right? San Francisco, we have one. We have one in I LA, one guy. in Tampa. Yeah, I, I, I think so. We actually know two of those people. I think and, so, and actually, yeah. it's probably in Florida. I probably know the Florida guy as well. You know, people. So I, I keep track. Of, I keep. I keep tabs on these guys and talk to them a lot. <laughs> people. People um, often use our site when they're test riding a bike because mm-hmm. you can't easily do that with a dealer. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, if you're, you can't get a real test ride like you could renting no, a bike. If you're if you're really considering buying the live wire, I don't mm-hmm. care where you are in the United States. You should probably fly and and test ride it for a day yep. or two before yep. you spend twenty five or thirty thousand yeah, dollars on a I bike. Mean, or thir- that's whatever. not a cheap bike. So no, it, having this opportunity is just unbelievable. It's amazing. We're we're fortunate that people. Um, you know, we built a community of trust, and we're fortunate that people trust us with with their brand new bikes. I mean, Livewire's mm-hmm. brand new bike, they, yeah. they're less than five hundred miles on these bikes. <laughs> yeah. So, what else has changed? Okay, I what's want changed? The All right, there's a lot. The first is that the platform is new, so there were issues with our old platform and certain things just didn't work out well and now it's really easy the whole thing is designed for mobile so when you go on your cell it's very Mm. easy to use Mm. all the trip information is all there in your itinerary the insurance is all in the itinerary our insurance has been upgraded this year uh, last year i'll talk about that yeah that's always the number one question all right let's talk about that because it's on everyone's mind all right um we protect every single owner for damage that happens to their bike during the ride Okay. Um, the coverage varies right now between fifteen and twenty-five thousand dollars of damage. So, without getting into why that there's a range, yep. it's we we cover 
people when there's an issue with the with their with their bike any t- damage uh liability um we cover both the rider and the owner for liability very so cool. liza you had asked a lot about that whether mm-hmm. people are covered owners are now and we're i think we're the only place that that does this owners are now covered for a hundred thousand dollars of liability just when they put their bike on the site they can increase that to a million if they want for like another 10 bucks or 15 bucks a day wow yeah so the riders are also covered for minimum liability protection. They and and at checkout, just like at Hertz or Enterprise, when you have an opportunity to buy insurance, you do that for, from us also. And the riders can increase their protection to up to a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, we have a really holistic platform, and the insurance is, I mean, it's really amazing right now. And that's that was the biggest hurdle hurdle for you. Yeah, we we had a we we had a, a method that we were working with that that worked, but it was cumbersome, mm-hmm. and about after working really hard about two years later we got this program where where we're where it's exactly what i want so for the bike you have between 15 and 25k that should cover like the vast majority of of bikes right it, yeah exactly and you know things happen it's bike it, they're, mm-hmm. they're bikes just like if you have a if you run a car people get into accidents well, there's and, a reason mm-hmm. insurance exists right. the fact that you have access to good insurance with twisted road is really really cool these guys are amazing and it's not and and because the large insurance companies don't know how to handle this or we're the relatively mm-hmm. small company which is amazing because that must we be get, nice you actually oh, have like a relationship texting, with people texting the ceo oh, that um, was that was the and that was the big hurdle i mean insurance didn't exist nobody right. uh-huh. knew how to no do one knows this. how to do it so you have had to forge that path and yeah. build those relationships. Wait, so are you the first place that has this sort of insurance? There's one other company mm-hmm. that does what we do. Uh-huh. Um, we pride ourselves on being slightly more sophisticated and mm-hmm. also trying to uh, build a really strong community. Mm-hmm. So I, did you actually have to like make that networking and create that sort of slot for yourself to fit into your insurance company's business plan? Well, it's it, the, uh, the insurance, the way that, it, without getting too technical mm. uh, we found a company that was really creative with insurance products and is trying mm-hmm. to make their own niche so it worked out really well super cool yeah nice uh, what other news do we have oh we were just we were just um, put on the on Chicago's 50th startups to watch in 2020 whoa so nice. that's kind of cool especially since you've been doing this yourself for so long and then yeah, I know. I know, and then we have we have three people who joined me at the beginning of last year, um, and what else? Oh, we have a great referral. Oh, but before I get to the referral program, I'm going to tell you guys yeah. about this this great and incredible partnership. I don't know if you guys watch YouTube at all and watch yes. motorcycle. You, <laughs> have you, have you, do you ever Wait. see a guy named Yami Noob? He's a YouTube no. Uh, guy, no, a I don't motorcycle know that one. guy. He's great. He, yeah, but we did a thing recently. I shared a lot of like YouTube channels that I've been watching. Yammy Noob. Yammy Noob. Check him out. He's really clever. Okay. He's really clever. His 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 videos are punchy. They're thoughtful. He's just a really great guy. Well, anyway, we have a we have a partnership with him. He uh, he recently uh, he recently invested in our company, mm-hmm. and on top of that, he is um, telling the world about what we're doing. That's so, super cool. What he did last, like this just happened, and he's like, all right, everyone, a couple of things. First, I'm going to Tucson in three weeks. Put your bikes up in Tucson so I can rent something. Next thing you know, we get bikes on Tucson. He just rented a bike, and he just posted that video of that rental. Awesome. Uh, went up earlier today. And then Why he, didn't I think of doing that? That's genius, right? And then the other thing he's done is he, um, he put all of his motorcycles on the site. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, he got a re- his first rental, which is mm-hmm. on his Hayabusa. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy came back and was just thrilled. Had a great time. So Yami Noob, please mm. check him out. He's great. He's re- I'm really proud that we have him as a partner. How do you spell Yami? Y-A-M-M-I-E. Okay. N O O B. Oh, okay. I spelled both wrong. Y Y A M I E N O O B. N O O B. He's great. He's really amazing. And then the the other piece of news we have is we have a brand new referral program which took us about six months to finally put it together. The way it works is anybody who wait, go ahead. Is this what we were gonna? Yeah, we're gonna. Is this we're segging into into giveaways? Well. I was going to say, I mean, we've had a, a long-standing relationship, and um, uh, Austin, you've been very generous over the years. You've given us uh, $25 off gift cards that right. we've been included in our prize packs, mm-hmm. and then we've many times we've given away free rentals up to any value. Right. And you have bikes wow. upwards of like $400. Is that the one in Alaska? We've got a few in Alaska. We have some, <laughs> yeah. we have some you know, we have in Guilford, Connecticut, we have some vintage bikes that mm-hmm. are in the three or $400 range. So he was like, we'd choose a name to mm-hmm. our, our listeners. Free rental, no matter the amount. Right. That's yeah. crazy. So, That's cool. But now we've always given away just one thing to uh-huh. the winner. So now we we got a big announcement. Yeah, but tonight for the first time. <laughs> so we're not just going to pull one name. No, anybody who wants a free day of riding and has not rented with us before can go to our website and mm-hmm. when they get there uh, <laughs> I'm getting my a, tiny phone here. There's a couple of things when they register for a uh-huh. new account it will say what is uh do you have a registration code or something like that and a referral mm-hmm. code and the referral code is misfit. Ooh. Now, the other way to get to this is you go to twistedroad.com slash R-E-F slash Misfit. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, there'll be a screen and it'll say, Liza is hooking you up and everyone gets a free day. Here's how it works. Rent three days and we make one of those for free. So if you rent three, you pay for two. Whoa. Any bike in mm-hmm. the country. That's pretty serious. So you can actually have like a three-day weekend or something like that. But- it's the same cost as if it was the if regular weekend. Are yeah, those that's uh-huh. right. unlimited miles? Unlimited miles. Wow. Excellent. And we all, and and if you happen to be riding for only one day or two days and don't really want to do a three day to get one free, those shorter rides get twenty five percent off. It's pretty amazing what's happening. So there you go. That's the deal. The code is misfit. That thank you. That is so generous. Sure, we're really proud of it. I love it. No, and I, I feel go like somewhere to rent a bike. I feel like we've been on this journey with you as you're growing this, and like I said, when I travel, I want to rent bikes, and so this has been great for me too. So there's there's a couple of things that we're seeing do, people do in our community. First is they're adding a day to their trips. So someone will have a work trip for three days, they add another day, and they just get a bike and they go riding. Yeah. The the next thing we're seeing people do is if they have to travel for work or for vacation. They won't travel to the city of their destination, but they'll choose a different city. Oh, so they and can then ride, ride there. Oh, that's super that's smart. That's the way to do it. Right. So they'll choose sometimes, you know, 500 miles away. They rent a bike. They ride there. And then they and Do they you guys do their- promote that idea? Because it's such a simple idea. I think a lot of people might not consider it the well, first couple times they rent with you. One thing we're doing right now is promoting that idea. Huh. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I you- just went to the uh, twistedroad.com mm-hmm. forward slash ref forward slash misfit. 
and uh, I see the message that you're talking about. Liza yeah. is going to hook you up, log in, sign up, all of that stuff. Right. Is, you definitely go there. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that I think is really the most valuable resource, mm. so many places don't offer test rides anymore. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, or you have to pay for the bike up front. If it's like a used bike shop, usually they want the money money on the table mm-hmm. first. Um but a lot of places just don't do test rides. And even then, are you really going to get a test ride that's 200 no, miles long? No, you're not going to get a weekend yeah, right. test ride. Yeah. A bike around, is different than a car. Go you know, around the block, feel and bring it you. back, and, and don't crash it, and then then give sign here, please. Or even mm-hmm. as much as, as as much fun as we have when we go to these events, and you'll have Yamaha or Honda or BMW out there doing mm-hmm. test rides, mm-hmm. and they take you for a nice little ride. It's fun. It's short. Yep. The, the, you know, you, you really have to do saddle time yep. yeah. to know this is the best way to really Clearly. try a bike out, see how it fits you, how see how it fits your, your need. There yep. are four four reasons people rent from us. One is if they're tr- test riding a bike, and we have a lot of people that do that. Number two is if they don't have a bike. Mm-hmm. Mm. Number three is if they're traveling, and number four is if they're cheating on their bike. <laughs> <laughs> They want to try something new, mm. and they just don't want to pay for it and yeah. buy their whole new bike. So mm-hmm. they they just well, taste a little, just a little yeah. taste. I mean, and the, and are you getting a lot of the um, what do they call the kids these days? Not hipsters, millennials, millennials who don't want to own anything but just want to rent. Well, it's 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 an interesting phenomenon because they're more likely to put their bikes on our site if they do own. Yeah. Nope. So you have a lot of Ducati scramblers, huh? We have a good number of Ducati scramblers. <laughs> it's funny you say that. In, in LA, I think one of our best, most rented bikes is a Ducati scrambler. Oh, yeah, it, it yeah, is pretty West good Hollywood. Bike. So, Liza, how many um, bookings have you had since you've been using? You know, like it would. It usually or? comes in the summer. Um, the Versus has had a few. One of them was a guy who wanted it. To, he was thinking of buying one. Right. That would be an interesting thing if you could offer to buy the bike afterwards. Ah, that's actually kind of cool. I like this bike so um, much, I want it. That's People have offered. So there's a guy who uh, we heard took a bike out and loved it so much he started throwing numbers out. And the, the owner's like, well, I'm not selling my bike, but they love it. <laughs> but but Liza would. I've, I've had enough that it pays for the bikes to sit in the garage love that, that I don't use. I love that. We've yeah. heard of yeah. people who have paid off their bike with the money and bought a second bike. That's I was just thinking about specifically the live wires because they're so in demand potentially mm-hmm. that they could you know, offer a premium for them sure. and, and make some of that 30 grand back. Sure. So you have all kinds of bikes on your site. Yes. And when you travel, you get to pick any bike you want. Right. I'm lucky. It. I'm lucky. And there's a certain bike that you rode up what, on. What did you choose today? today. I am on a, street, a Harley Street 750. Funny, you should ride that bike here. Mm. So last week on our show, I read an email from a listener who, um, I believe owns a Street 750 and was very insulted uh, that I called it a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then on our last show, I explained that you know normally I get accused of Harley bashing, mm-hmm. and I always say that's not true. I like the bikes, I just don't like the riders. Mm. <laughs> but this time, I was like, but in this case, the Street 500 and Street 750, I wanted to like it. I, I wanted, to, I, I liked. I like the fact that Harley is making moves and trying different things. Right. These bikes are made in India to bring the price down. The issue I have is we've had somebody here with one that was not quite a year old and it was rusting on parts of it already mm. and it had depreciated in value so much 
because of that condition and nobody really wanted one. Also, I believe every dealership had to get get them mm-hmm. and so there was a that's surplus. That's common. That's common. There was a surplus already. So well, a lot of people were like, eh, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't like that bike. So you wrote up on one. Yeah. Um I have a follow up <laughs> to that email from last week. Oh, did the person respond? They did. Wait, wait, wait. It was uh uh, uh I'm horny at yahoo.com or, or horny something? Uh, Someone hor- someone underscore horny at yahoo.com. Okay, okay, yeah. So That's we're going to call this spelled, the horny person. It's yeah. not spelled exactly that way. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so he responds, the Street 750 is not made in India. It's made in Kansas City, Missouri. Hmm. Assembled mm, it's in. It's assembled there. It is made in India. I realize that to self-entitled pricks like you, that's just... <laughs> Whoa! All right! High five! I realize that's just flyover country. Your hatred of anyone and anything Midwestern is not lost on me or anyone else. But regardless <laughs> of Midwestern that, Hederlin. Kansas City is still not India. All right. Plate, how big is that, that person's pickup truck? Okay, so I don't remember ever saying anything bad about the Midwest. I've lived we pick Midwest. on Florida. Who doesn't like the bread basket? I, I lived in, we all live yeah, there. Yeah, I think. We pick on Florida. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Florida man needs to be picked Florida on. True. So I, that's when I'm like, um, what? Okay. He says, why do you hate on a $7,000 bike that is getting young people interested in riding? Yeah, fair I, point. I question the legitimacy of your nonprofit organization. You people spew vile, flippin' attitudes every oh. single week. <laughs> Let me ask, can I, can I take a sidebar here for a second? Sure. The, yeah. oh, we think? got more to go. Okay, what, what do you think about the Himalayan? You're really going far sidebar. <laughs> yeah, I am. Because that's an Indian bike, and it's getting mm-hmm. people on bikes. Mm-hmm. Right? So So the Himalayan um, is touting itself as an adventure bike. I've ridden one, yeah. and it is not designed for true adventure right. riding. Mm-hmm. You can't stand up and ride. The side covers protrude out into the middle of your lower leg, so you can't actually clamp onto the bike in a proper... How are you supposed to stand up on that? You're not supposed to. It. I mean, there are some people riding those... Very tame in, in India. Very tame sure. Like that, but we ride street bikes through Pakistan that aren't anywhere close to an adventure bike so i think that it is a cool bike cool looking bike for the price point much like the ducati scrambler is a cool looking bike but you're not going to go out and ride that in the dirt it's just another cool looking price point right right it's a style it's style it's a style so um it's the jeep that no one off-roads with Yes. So, (laughs) yeah, so I I just found this funny, like, spew vile flippant attitudes. Flippant, yeah. Yeah, vile. Vile? Vile? Well, I mean, we do talk about penises and vaginas Uh, and fecal matter. He says, I am done with you and your podcast. It's people like you that make me want to never ride a bike again because you give us all a bad image. (laughs) And frankly, I don't want to be associated with individuals like yourselves. I'm done. Good to know that he's associated or she. Go fuck yourselves. A delicate woodland creature. So the the other issue I have, well, I rode one in. Yeah, the other issue I have <laughs> with that bike is that you're paying for the branding of Harley Davidson. Yeah, but you were just talking about the Ducati Scrambler, and honestly, like you're not paying for, like you said, you're not paying for a Scrambler. You're paying for a style like mm-hmm. a Scrambler sure. with the Ducati name, right? That's and, that's a lot of our country. Like, I, let's yeah, just that's, face it. Yeah. That's pay for brands, right? So, and the thing though about the street bike street. 550. I think there are young people buying these thinking that they're buying a Harley and buying their way into the Harley community. Mm. The Harley community is not really accepting of these bikes. Oh, really? It's like if you they're showed a up community. on a Honda Shadow. So I say save the money and buy a 10-year-old Honda Shadow for half the price 
and and you know oh well, spend, the, spend a, the leftover money on Harley clothing accessories <laughs> like I'm actually anyway. interested in, in Austin's opinion of the bike I think it's fine you know yep. it's fine it's fun to just tool around in I mm-hmm. rode through the woods the redwoods I guess on the way mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and it was it was okay it vibrated a little bit once I got to around 80 okay um, but I think it's okay you know I uh, um, I wouldn't own it but you'd rent, one rent for, you'd rent one for a day. Rent oh, one for a day. There you but, go. You know, I'd rent it for mm-hmm. a day. I've and I've had a chance to like the Africa Twin, amazing bike. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I've rented that and the R nine T, a beautiful. I loved it. And I took I I, I was on a, another um, BMW recently that I n- never thought I'd be on, and I I'll, I don't remember what it was. I'll pull it up in a second. Well, and and I think that these bikes are devoid of style. It's mm-hmm. just a just a cruiser, uh, but mm-hmm. not a lot of style. That said, um, I did take this bike for a little ride. Yeah. Ooh. So that I could actually. You took you took the piece it. of junk, flippant, disgusting bike for a, for a vile ride. ride. Yeah, for, for a, a vile, vile ride. ride. Um, I will say uh, there's some pros and cons. Okay. I will say I really did love the motor. Oh really? What about the motor? Did you like in particular? Well, the 750cc. I, I mm-hmm. haven't ridden the 500. 750cc actually was a lively, fun motor it made mm-hmm. you want to like sprint around you know so i just wanted to pick a, up to attack it? Yeah, it i does. wanted to attack okay. things that was fun um but the bike is way too small it's too low it's too cramped of a riding mm-hmm. style so and you're tall i am tall know. but this bike is really like i've ever in sportsters and they're yeah. not as bad mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna say i don't like the styling at all i still say that they cut a lot of corners on the quality. Well, that's um, why I they went to India say, for production, right? They want to lower the price. I also say that the, um, I don't How think you're you. going to, it's not a good investment. I don't, th- I think mm-hmm. they're harder to sell or to mm-hmm. trade in because nobody wants them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you took that motor and put it into the bike that they actually designed as a race bike only, not street legal, flat tracker, yep. you've got something. That mm-hmm. motor, it is fun. Give me wider bars. Give me that flat track, some style, that flat track mm-hmm. style or a bobber style, something mm-hmm. fun, bitch and cool. And you've got a great, that it's a fun motor. It does vibrate a lot. Yeah. Um, but still, uh, I think there's something there. I just think that it's bland. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate that you pulled up and I got a chance to ride it. Sure. But um, yeah, if you guys haven't seen, they did release a uh, like a preview of a race bike only for the flat track reasons mm-hmm. and it's like that looks bitching and it was going to have this motor in it now mm-hmm. i get it mm-hmm. now i get it yeah hey, hey liza mm-hmm. I, here's another bike I, re- I rode was have you ever been on a bmw r1200 r so that's just their basic kind of it's an upright s- yeah. upright naked street yeah. bike it's just the no frills. I haven't been on the twelve hundred. I've been on some of the older bikes, the R. I w- I was really impressed by it. Really? I didn't, yeah, because it didn't. It wasn't a style that I really was interested in. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, let me try it out. And I was like, wow, this thing's great, really great. It's for me. I've never liked the R because what BMW does is they make purpose bikes. Yeah. That can you know tour comfortably or travel the world or you know race and are an r1 killer this is the one bike i'm like meh yeah like yeah. what what's its purpose right right it's just a street bike mm-hmm. right it's just the basic street bike but you know they've got that 
platform already there. Yeah. Might as well put it together. Right. Um, but, right. you know, I mean, I'm a big proponent of windshields and luggage. Yeah, got mm-hmm. it. But, um, no, those are cool bikes. Which is why you have an Africa Twin. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of my bikes have, uh, yeah. Have yeah, they're all adventure Exactly. So I wanted to get a quick report on you because you just got back from the one show. And I yeah. know that um, Mike, Bagel, Jim, and Emma have been up there. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how many st- what stories we're going to get from them because I do know that there are lap dances involved. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know anything about no, that? No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm an old man. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in and, better. Hello. But I wanted to get your take on it. You didn't have a hello. booth this year, but <laughs> right, you no went booth. to go check it out. And this is at the new location. It was in this big, uh, what do you call it? A like state a, auditorium? Stadium? Yeah, what is it? Like an arena. Is there an arena where they do like concerts and okay. stuff? Right. Oh, I've heard of arenas. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> How was it? Well, I... Ooh, there's a pause. Ooh. How was the new venue? Okay, that's that's the biggest change, obviously. Mm. The venue, I really liked where it used to be. And it used mm. to be in, a, in, a, in an old pickle factory. And this, <laughs> this, this was an old warehouse that was freezing and had... Gla- you know s- these big windows that were that were broken and there's wind uh, raw in. concrete, raw yeah, concrete yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. rooms sort of dystopian and and, and, and Ro- old rotten pickles yeah I mean, all sorts <laughs> of weird stuff it reminded me like there's parts of it that, are, that, that feel like the the warehouse in Reservoir Dogs like Excellent. kind of, yeah, yeah. Oh, like kind of yeah. brick and, and, yeah. and hipster feel that kind of yeah it's amazing that was a really cool space mm. this is more you know manicured it's just a convention a, hall it's a conv- it, right but now what i will oh, say so it's missing that sort of like a gritty motorcycle it doesn't feel. have that i see it's right. like javits in new york you know you're gonna go big shiny kind of well, so here's clean. here's what i liked about it there's a couple of things the first mm. is that all of the, the they had you know you know when you go to your uh, to a um to go sit down in an arena like you walk all the way around the outside mm-hmm. before you go to your yeah. seats mm-hmm. That whole path had vendors and bikes in it. So you okay. were walking around and seeing, and that was kind of nice. And then you went to the basement, which was a great spot. Mm-hmm. And they had all of the bikes that were, the other bikes that were on display, most of them, I'd say 90% were downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of an underground, not very well lit. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty wow. cool. So it was pretty cool. Like I walked in thinking that it was going to be bright. I felt like I was going to walk into the you know progressive yeah. show. Okay, you know, and yeah. And it wasn't. When I got downstairs, I'm like, this is pretty cool. This room turned out really well. So Okay, so while you you appreciate the pickle factory more, yeah. you also I was liked... not let down by it. Okay, that's but cool. But that building was no longer available. It mm. was becoming developed. I see they started to make pickles again. <laughs> no. And you know what? Thor's put eleven years into this thing. Yeah. I mean, it was getting a lot of press and, and it's getting big. Mm. So now uh, they also had the flat track races right there in the arena. Yeah, I was. We used to have to that. drive like an hour to go to. Wait, did they put the dirt down, mm-hmm. or did they have yeah. a hard? Oh, hard so cool! I was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm aware that um, uh, Zero, our favorite um, local electric mm-hmm. uh, uh, people, are sponsoring a Zero flat track uh, thing this year for the first time. Probably. Wow, somewhere. it's about time they got on that because you know Preston Petty used to flat track his Zero. Do you, you guys know who Preston Petty is? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay, so Preston Petty basically invented the fender for motorcycles, uh, especially for dirt bikes. Hmm. Uh, and he's an old school flat tracker. I mean, I met the guy maybe four or five years ago at the racetrack, and uh, I don't know. He was, I hate to say this, but he was older than dirt. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was 80 or 85 years old, and he was out there smoking these kids, but he was doing it on a zero. Oh. It was so cool. 
Um, anyway, so it's it's really cool to see them actually getting in and supporting it when I've already seen some of like the old school guys finding the use for the electrics on the the flat track. Yeah. So I also <clears throat> just heard from uh, our our favorite Phil at Cleveland Moto. He's out. Yeah. He's out there today too. And uh, he said, yeah, he found the, uh, the, the zero booth because he saw the Tower of Power, which is their, <laughs> their, their old way they used to charge their oh, bikes. It's a, it's, a, it's a dolly full of these big blocky yellow chargers. It's like a four kilowatt charger. Yeah, and it's this, this huge blocky thing. And Phil saw that and went, oh, I know, that, that's zero. As he ran huh. up to them to go to go watch the flat tracky stuff. It's kind of cool. One thing that I really thought was amazing was the whole, the all of the bikes that were, that were in the races were outside, like in the parking lot. And then sometime during the day Saturday around noon, they all rode in. And you, you know you're outside looking at vendors, and the the rumbling of this noise uh, yeah. of these bikes coming in was really powerful. It was really cool. Don't mm. don't quite get that with a zero, but yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is bees. This is a swarm of bees. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I love about going there is it's it's become like a real community, and I run into all these people that I know. And Liza, I, that's what I love about yeah. this. And I'm gonna. I'm a little bit of an outlier because I'm new to the community. I mean, I've mm. only been in this community for three years. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to my first, mo- the one moto show was three, was this is my third one, and I had just gotten there. Now, I, I every, I'd walk for a minute, and the next thing you know, I'm bumping into people I've known. I probably mm. saw 20 people that I've met over the last few years. So I mm. feel honored that 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 it's that I'm part of this community. It's yeah, there's amazing. a lot of people I've met there. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you always look forward to seeing all those characters. Absolutely, some are vendors, some are travelers, or just uh, or just enthusiasts, or press, or, or just just enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. builders, bike mm-hmm. builders, right? Mm-hmm. right. Other um, podcast people, other people, mm-hmm. other podcasts, or vile Kansas. Uh, <laughs> wait, sorry, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> those vile people <laughs> from Middle America. Nobody likes them. Uh, I, I lived in Indiana, Illinois. I love them. I, I graduated high well. school. That in actually, Illinois. makes a lot of sense. What the fact that I'm a breadbasket? <laughs> the fact that you find me vile. <laughs> Why do you exactly. hate America? <laughs> so Austin, I always ask this of you, and since it's beginning sure. of the year, we could say, where else are you going to be in this year that people can meet you oh, and supply bikes for you to ride? Oh, this is this is an this is an awkward question. So uh, over the past Kansas is it Kansas? O- over <laughs> over the it's not Kansas. <laughs> you have a problem with Kansas? Is that what I mean? Well, oh my uh, God. I'll tell you what. Oh, I don't have a problem with Kansas. <laughs> well, carry on, my wayward son. I we've been at a lot of trade shows, and mm. I've found that they are not as uh, well, there's better places for us to put our money. Mm-hmm. So I will be at shows. I just won't be exhibiting. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to be at one in March. Called the Dia de los Motos. Are you from? Are you from? Do you remember the OG Day show? The yeah. Okay. Right. So the OG show was put on by uh, Jay LaRossa, and mm-hmm. Jay is a great builder out of Long Beach. And then he had two friends who were kind of in the automotive space or colleagues, and they put this show on. And then what's happened over the past? And they did all the promotion, and Jay did all the builder interactions. Mm. And over the last few years, it's kind of gone in a direction that wasn't really true to the roots mm-hmm. and jay has decided to go put his own show on now that really come brings it back to the bikes and the builders and so that's he the separated out to get back to that original yeah. feeling yeah and and he, very accommodating and i love jay he's a mm-hmm. great guy and so that's that's march 21st and that's in um that's going to be at house of machines mm. in la la okay mark your calendars yeah so and put, I will be put your bikes up for uh, for rent in L.A. so we have yeah. something to ride. Yes. Yeah. And you know, every time I tell you this, 
and we'll see if we can get you there eventually. Oh, you're going to tell me to go to the, the vintage days? Vintage days. Vintage days. <laughs> that's, that's my well, favorite okay. place. Okay, I was there. Like I was there as a spectator. In oh, you went last year? No, in t- before I started the company. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I saw the... Uh, before I knew you. Um, yeah, before, before right, I knew you. okay. I rode there. Did it, I rode my bike, oh. my first overnight trip oh my God, on a motorcycle. Oh, man. Get ready for this. <laughs> the first overnight trip I took was a 3,000-mile solo ride. Excellent. Holy cow. From, from Chicago, I, oh, went, no. I went all the way south through Nashville. Then I went Whoa. east to uh, Atlanta. Nashville is not on the way. Yeah, it's a bit circuitous, <laughs> so, I would say. <laughs> then, I went, then I went to the Barber. I stopped in St. Oh, Louis and went we to go. a museum. Then I went okay. to the Barber Museum. Then to the Blue Ridge Parkway. So, yeah, you just went out for a ride. Yeah, yeah. St. Louis is ride. the opposite direction yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. The goal was not to get to Ohio. The goal was to <laughs> was to ride. I rode the the dragon, tell the dragon nice. for the first time. So, mm. and then I did the Blue Ridge Parkway. I hit DC. Oh, I, I was in DC for Fourth of July, and then I went west okay. through Ohio. I hit it mm-hmm. for Vintage Days, and then I came. Okay, I, I, I have quite, a legit I question. I quite like Ohio's back roads. It's some beautiful, nice, just rolling, twisty. Hills. It's another Midwest state, though, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> and I, just, I just realized also that. Kansas City plant is actually Missouri. That's right. It's it's so it's not even Kansas we have a problem with. Yes, the, that's right. The Missouri state. Yeah. All right, Brandon, you have a question. Yeah, yeah. So I have a legit question here. Um, that was your first time going on like a long ride. I'd never gone on an overnight ride. Okay, but you did three thousand miles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have to do like maintenance on your petrol bike or anything like that? Uh, like I, I don't, I legitimately I, don't know the answer to how much maintenance you have to do when you're out on the three thousand. So I don't ride. know enough about it. But mm-hmm. what I did was I took it to the shop and had him do it once over before I left. Before you left. You before you left, but not bike. while you were out. No. Okay. Cool. No. That's very good information for someone who's only ridden electric bikes. I don't really understand all of this internal combustion explodey stuff, um, but. I'm getting to learn more and more about it. I hate the Midwest. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. So you went to Vintage Days. What did you think? I got, to a, I got to a point on the ride where I was having a little bit of wobble, and I brought it in, and they put a new tire on. I mean, yeah. I found mm-hmm. a shop, and they put mm-hmm. a new tire on. I had an extra spark plug or two just in case, never mm-hmm. needed it. it That's Check cool. the tire pressure. Easy. So uh, Vintage Days. Yeah. I thought it was a really fascinating community, and yeah. I am the first to say – the. It, it, and I still have not seen anything like this where there's just people riding and just going in circles and riding through the woods and coming back and forth and all the RVs and the swap Massive and all of swap it. Meet. It was really impressive. It's it's just it, I just All right, stop that, Brandon. It's not just hard right. for us. Just based on what we're doing, mm-hmm. it's a, it's hard for us to put our resources there. Mm-hmm. And I know that lives is going to be bothering me about this for mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. but year. that's okay. Every year. Because I like hanging out with you, that's all. <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of vintage days, um, there was a whole vintage room oh. at the one show. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys, there was a whole oh, vintage really? bikes room. There probably had thirty bikes down there. Yeah, okay. pretty cool. So the basement actually had it multiple smelled, areas. Yeah, then. It, it smelled like the seventies. That <laughs> panelled oh, walls. Like, that room smelled like the seventies. I oh. like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I know you you have to get out of here, split. right? I do. I do. So, um, actually, this works out well yep, because yep. Nock just got here. You're not on mic yet, so let's um, let's I'm gonna pause. Let's get Austin out. We'll cool, get cool. Nock in, and uh, we'll continue the show because we got more stories. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Thank you. All right. Austin is gone. Knock, knock is here. We're back at it, brother. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Or uh, we're back at it. The Motorcycles and Misfit Podcast in out of California. 
Sorry. Oh my God. Oh, so yeah, bro, we are. <laughs> the misfits always rise to the top. To the top. Dude, how cool is that? All Super of our listeners, cool. free day of riding. Don't say we never give you nothing, you bitches. <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> oh, knock. Huh? Because you just came in and seen left. You missed the other news. Mm. Liza hates the entire Midwest. <laughs> I heard about that. No, did you did you see what bike Austin rode? Here? Yeah, it was a street seven fifty. <laughs> yeah, we we That's read, we read hysterical. the email. I, I, we read the email. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How apropos? How about uh, uh, big word? <laughs> I know. Ooh. No, I think it's too, it's cool too that we're we have relationships with a lot of these people and that that austin flies here to come yep. be on the show which is really cool and and you're getting hate mail <laughs> we're getting hate mail. yeah but you know Ooh. what this is something i would really love to do which is you fly somewhere you rent a bike and mm-hmm. that's what you do so he literally wanted to come to the podcast rented a bike and drove over here that's so in- sick intentionally miss your target land in a nearby town rent a bike then go where you want that's to it's great the right way to do things yeah yep. yeah and i haven't oh i haven't told you guys yet but i just booked a guest in a couple weeks who's flying mm-hmm. in i mm. am excited about is this person from a flyover state <laughs> no no because you wouldn't be excited about them if they were uh, oh, man. so as you know I like to go online and buy things, oftentimes from China. Mm. Not always, but <clears throat> there's a big box in the center of the room. Mm-hmm. And this was an item that I found both on the Chinese sites and on Amazon. Mm. Did, did this thing come from Wuhan, China? No, no. Wuxi. And so this is a legit item in here that I am excited about. Mm. So I thought we'd play a little game of what's in the box. Coronavirus. All right, let's just start <laughs> well, with. Wait, 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 wait. Have you like sanitized this? Have you sprayed it down with bleach? Do you have masks? So first, I want each of you Can to leave take a guess what might be in the box. More Dildos. I, I, okay, I hold on. A real sh- guess. No, right. I shook the shit that out of it. That was a real it. guess. I'm okay, it's okay. Like a soft let's see. Goods. It's soft goods. Soft, soft goods. It looks like sure. it's about what. 18 inches, 14 inches wide by yeah. about the same tall and only maybe five or six inches uh, deep. That's an 18 by 24 box. I, I know tell. what it is. Okay. Yeah. I At know least. what it is. It's, it's Liza was so enchanted with those uh, high quality Evil Knievel shoes she bought that she purchased a whole lot more. <laughs> she bought a whole lot. <laughs> Literally like 20 more sets of Evil Knievel shoes. So it weighs about like a quarter pound. But, yeah, because Evil Knievel... <laughs> Evil Knievel tank tops. All right, so I'm gonna. It's go, an Evil Knievel painting. Since I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's my box. I'm gonna go over there and open it. You guys can right. narrate. All right. Okay, okay. So she's Liza, getting up she's, off the chair. Oh God, Liza, we're gonna take her headphones <laughs> off. Knock headphones. the computer off the recording. <laughs> Rip table. the headphones out of the wall. And now her she's out of her chair, ladies and gentlemen. Horribly. Moving over to the box. She's got Here she scissors. goes. She's with the scissors cutting the box open. <laughs> she's uh, grunting. She's breathing way too hard for this. <laughs> oh, look at her go. She's cutting it down the middle. She's about there, to open the box. Okay, inside the box is a smaller box. There's a lot box. of paper. It's a smaller box, ladies and gentlemen. Ready for this? I oh, never boy. thought I'd see the day where I saw inside Liza's oh. box. Oh. Whoa! Way Holy cool. God. That is not from China. 1000L Africa Twin. 1 6 scale Africa Twin model. It's a Tamiya 1 6 scale. It's going to be perfect size for Borknut. It's the perfect size that Liza will not actually build that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually takes it'll work, be, so what she'll do... It'll be a collectible. There will be some kids here like looking like they have nothing to do at wow. the garage one weekend. Features detailed oh, one six scale static display model. The four- Is that a DCT version? 
Mm-hmm. So does it assemble itself? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on. Let me let me get a mic. All right, I'm into that. That's, gotta, I'm gonna check that out real quick. All right. Okay. Knock will get confused trying to All open right, the box. So uh, I think most people know, especially anyone who's been here, that I like collecting toy motorcycles. Mm-hmm. In fact, Lies in her there's toys. quite a few. There's oh, hundreds. This entire room is surrounded. <laughs> we're we're surrounded by hundreds of motorcycles and probably <laughs> and dozens of trains. Yeah. So um, the this is, a, but I also like collecting these models. And these are Tamiya's. Is that how you would pronounce it? Knock. Let me ask the Asian. Sure. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Tamiya. Yeah. Tamiya. Uh, so Tamiya models. They're good quality Japanese, models. Man. And the the one I held up over there is the CB or CX500 Turbo. Yeah. I've had that thing uh, at least 20 years. This is. And oh, you have taken the plastic off, but you haven't yet mm-hmm. assembled it. Right. Um, no, I've had this this model. This I'm not sure when this was made. But the thing I find interesting, and then, so because I got the Africa Twin mm-hmm. DCT, there is a model, and I mean, this is a large box, and one six scale is pretty big, mm-hmm. um, and it's the same color scheme as mine. Yep. Yeah, very and similar. <clears throat> do you see a similarity between this? Ah, uh, your color scheme's match. Turbo, <clears throat> which is, this is from the 80s, this bike. These are the freedom mm. colors, bro. Look at those gold wheels, y'all. Yep. Mm. It's all about sucker the gold, gold wheels. wheels. <clears throat> and very similar uh, scheme, you know, the paint scheme. But no, these models are amazing. You assemble the engine, and like it actually has like metal forks and rubber parts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, very high end, expensive models. This cost me about two hundred and fifty dollars. Whoa, from China? Not, but is no. that including shipping or? No, it was yeah, about the same price on she Amazon. Says as she kicks okay. it across the floor, these are very expensive models. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that, I mean, this one, I didn't pay that much, but it's worth a lot. It, they go up in, in value. Yeah, it's a collector's thing. Oh, wait. It this is isn't actually thing. Chinese. Tamiya, that's uh, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, that's why it's got Japanese writing models. on the beginning, on the front of the box. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Honda CRF1000L, Africa Twin. So what this is here is my, uh, my, my tax refund came in. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta buy some. <laughs> oh, you're such a simpleton. <laughs> so I've, I've been eyeing this, but because it's so expensive, I didn't. Nice. But you um, know, that's a lot of fucking hamburgers that you could have bought and dude, dinners. Two hundred and fifty McDonald's well, dollar hamburgers. I have to. That's a I steak have to, dinner. I have to son. figure out how to de- display these boxes. You see, I got all these other models over there. You put them in the, in the corner. Of your mm. I know. But um, God, if suspend I them from the ceiling. It, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So well, anyway, I mean, it, it looks just, like you might be able to clear some shelf space in here. No. Uh, yeah, I can like work a out. rack I can or work two. Out. You'll figure something um, out. But so I wanted to talk about the next thing that all of us were at. Oh yes, Arma Racing. Mm-hmm. Arma Racing. Mm-mm. And uh, not tell everyone slightly, what Arma stands slightly for. Slightly different than Arma Wrestling. Uh, oh my gosh! It's a a a a historical <laughs> American Historical Road Racing Association. Yeah. You know, What's the there's, M? There's an M in there somewhere. Motorcycle. You didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's where like old guys go racing not only old guys because they also the have guys. they also have the future class so they don't do like contemporary true. stuff they do right. vintage or like whoa this is so much beyond all the rest of the stuff because they also have the thunder 
Form, uh, Formula Thunder. Yeah, Formula Thunder, which allows like these brand new bikes that have super electronic uh, auto adjusting suspension and stuff like that that learn your track. It was okay. I wanted to say so. This was a really cool event. Mm. So um, it was at Laguna Seca. Mm-hmm. Um, First time that they've been there. Actually, they're very mm-hmm, excited mm-hmm. about it. Matt from Law Tigers and I rode down Arr. in the morning. We were supposed to ride with not. <clears throat> I was late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, uh, struggling to get up mm-hmm. on Saturdays. Uh, and it was cold and foggy and we rode yes, down there. Was. In fact, it was so foggy that they had called all of the um, practice Mor- sessions off. practices, yep. yeah, were yep. off. Nothing was happening because it was fogged and solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt and I went down there and um, <laughs> usually when you go to Laguna Seca, which is a very kind of high-end racetrack there's a lot of rules and there's you can only park here and mm-hmm. this very and restrictive that. Yep, very typically. restrictive we got there and somebody's like yeah five bucks oh that's it oh all right i just I drove said, around the gate and, and where do i park <laughs> so, and he's I, like and i said anywhere if i can want to so yeah laguna Seca right? just changed hands they then yeah. there's the, i'm not going to go into the whole drama thing but there's there's a lot of mystery surrounding the whole thing and, and the new owners we don't know how it's going to how they're going to do things but like when i drove up today i drove up to the front gate to you know pay whatever and i saw the person inside the gate just like petting and hugging a golden retriever like there's you know giving it kisses <laughs> and it completely ignored me so i just okay so i drove through and went straight to the pack yeah, i mean but it was five mm-hmm. bucks so um because i had no races Mm. Matt and I decided to go explore Laguna Seca. Mm. This is another opportunity that we had because normally, again, it's very restricted yes. where you can go and <clears> there's <throat> people everywhere. So um, we were riding around and all yeah, the she gates. She sent me a picture, yeah. All the gates were closed to all the access roads to go up to the corkscrew, mm-hmm. to go up to the campgrounds or anything. So we were just riding around trying to see where can we go. And we saw a worker who was just closing the last gate to the campgrounds mm-hmm. as we were starting to like pull up the road. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, sorry, man, I'm just closing it. We're like, oh, that's cool. We just wanted to like explore the grounds. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, go. you can go around the gates, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're like, Give we got a shit. free pass. Yep. So we went up. So we went around the gate to go up mm-hmm. to the corkscrew, and then we just kept riding along the walking path because <laughs> there was nobody there. Yeah, and we just kept exploring, and we went up to all the different campgrounds, and we had that amazing view of the corkscrew. We're just looking straight on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We just had fun riding around and exploring all the nooks and crannies. Yep. Of Laguna Seca. It is a really cool place. I've never been to all the corners. But we came back, and and here's why this was such an amazing weekend. Um, They just had all these people in the in the pit row, you know, um, a lot of people sharing mm-hmm. the garages. So you'd have yeah, like they were packed. four to six bikes each in bay. each garage. Yeah. And then you had rows and rows of people in their trucks and campers mm-hmm. and their pop-ups and everyone working. And that was basically where everything was happening. Mm-hmm. You weren't, no one was sitting in grandstands. I think they actually had them locked. They're locked off. They yeah. were locked off. Yeah. It was just the paddocks was mm-hmm. the place to hang out. So everyone mm-hmm. who was there to watch was just walking up and down and talking to people and then you'd run into people or I had friends who were racing. Yuri mm-hmm. Berrigan was there. Yep. Yep. Um, and it just became, oh, now we're just hanging out in the paddocks, <laughs> talking to people, just walking through, taking pictures of bikes. and It was uh, it was great because when I got there, the r- announcer was really uh, trying to hammer the point that if you don't have wristbands, you can't be in the hot pits. And everybody was in the hot pits <laughs> anyway. Everybody was in the hot pits. Yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and you had... 
You had vintage bikes. I mm-hmm. mean, there were old uh, Indians. BSAs. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, every kind of really old. Like I saw bikes racing with girder front ends. They had like a, a pre-World War II class. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like extremely old bikes. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you, know, you get the older bikes like the CB900Fs and mm-hmm. the... Uh, CBXs. C- or they, there was a CBX out there, there was, yeah. There was a... Lots uh, of CB350s. There was mm-hmm. a class that I was listening to, the, the guy, because I went back today. Um, he was like, okay, this class is for bi- bikes with drum brakes and bespoke wheels. <laughs> right. Like, <Yeah>. What? He's <laughs> like, yeah, but, two strokes and four strokes, everything goes, here you go. So, as I understand <laughs> it, this organization is effectively trying to develop classes that don't have a class for racing so like all the weird bikes all the yeah. old stuff all the things the that super, nobody rides there was a super weird class and yeah. they couldn't classify anything and they hodgepodge it and put the electric people in there too really weird yeah um yeah so you had roots it was fun to watch you also had the electric bikes yeah so you had the energicas there's (laughs) energica (laughs) the uh zeros and one lone bramo they they, no there were two bramos oh they 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 broke it up by voltage which is a very strange way to do things so basically all the zeros and the bramos and uh anything else uh like that were were competing all together and anything with the higher voltage um had its own it was like formula lightning extreme and so there were two bikes in that you what to, voltage yeah. categories were there so uh, there's up to 300 and then over 300 oh weird and um i wow. think i think it's a little bit unfair i'd like to talk to arma about uh rating it based off of the motor power which um oh, is so the battery capacity yeah or, exactly or, or by the bike's weight well, I don't even think that's fair because, for example, the Zeros and the Energicas should be in the same class. The new SRF mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it's a it's a reasonable bike for the track. Kenyon was doing a great yeah. job. Uh, yeah. So, so was Mark. Mark Mudaoka, yep. who he hasn't even been on a bike since April. Um, la- unfortunately, uh, it's my of, fault. Of 2018. But. <laughs> no, no. Uh, 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 he, beat, he beat Elon's time, which was yeah. the, the second place at Refuel last That's year. That's his first time, and he was flying. Yeah. So not only did you have those bikes, you had modern bikes, because Yuri was there with his Kramer. Yes. At which he rode at Isle of Man last year. What is a Kramer? A Kramer is a uh, custom built um, around a 690 KTM motor. Mm-hmm. As, he, as he explained to me, single cylinder bikes could race with the vintage bikes. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of these new modern bikes, but not just that. I mean, there were like, there was an R9T. because mm-hmm. Oh, and twins. I think mm-hmm. singles and twins could race. Mm-hmm. And there were sidecars. And oh, there they're so were cool. Sidecars. A lot of sidecars. Yep. There was a Suter MMX there. What is that? That is that two-stroke uh, carbon fiber, I think it was a 1,000 cc, I forgot, 500 cc. Whoa. Isn't that the one you wanted to talk about? No. Oh, the light fighter was always going to mention. But Mm -hmm. also there was VFR, so our our, our buddy Callum Callum was was just drooling all over the thing. He loves VFR. (laughs) So he looked over and just kind of whimpered like a a puppy in a window. Yeah. So, yeah, basically you just had everyone just hanging out, and you could turn and talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, Ran into a bunch of people we knew and and made new friends, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just talking. Yeah, you just... Standing around talking to people. It was just a big social event. Um, and what I like about it is these armor races, they happen around the country. Mm-hmm. And this is yet another event that people could be going to that they probably don't know about. Absolutely. This would be a great event for people to go to. If you want to be around and uh, other bikers and see a lot of cool bikes. Oh, the Harleys? Mm-hmm. There was the... Um, 
there was AMF Harleys and there were the um, Aramaki Harleys mm -hmm. racing. Mm -hmm. There was everything. Um, in fact, so <laughs> one race, one uh, there that I think uh, Yuri was racing, there was all the modern uh, bikes like these mm -hmm. Kramers. You had electric bikes. You yep. had supermotos. Yep. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> Supermodos. <laughs> Everything. And vintage, but they would set them off in like three different... Yeah, three different clumps. They started clumps. Them. Yep, waves. Which was really kind of fascinating, and the sounds. Mm -hmm. it, was every, there was it was the full gamut. So many different... Yeah, so many different sounds. I was just, just loving it. That um, was when we snuck into their, to our special seating. Yes. We didn't sneak in, it was ours. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not my fault the door wasn't locked. Good vantage point. Yes, exactly. Um, what a great, great time. Yeah. Knock, and then you were like hanging out with your friend who's racing. Yeah, my buddy can, Sam and his buddy can Nick. Can you describe Sam's bike? Oh, uh, his buddy Sam, Sam's buddy Nick's bike okay. is a CL160. Is that what yeah. it was? <laughs> and it is. <laughs> The, it's a small little bike, single <clears throat> cylinder, a 160 or whatever displacement it is. And, uh, yeah, it looked like it was cobbled together. And it somehow what? passed tech uh, inspection. That's sort of how most race bikes are. Yeah. Well, and, what, uh, what, what I like about this is it's affordable racing. It's Yeah, it's a, an affordable class grassroots type racing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that anyone can, if you want to get into racing, Armor Racing is a great way to do it. They're a really fun group of people to race with. I raced with them for a couple years. Um, what I really liked about the whole group is that every race group has a couple of pretentious oh, pricks in it, right? Arma has a few, but it's way less than few, any other organization. Fewer now that you're not <clears throat> racing with them? Well, yeah, one less, but Excellent. I mean... Screw yeah. you, dick. Uh, but anyway, um, hold on. So, can, can you email that that message in? Which what? That's I'm used to getting those via email. No oh yeah, oh, yeah. Put yeah. something about the Midwest. <laughs> let me let me the email Midwest it in there also. I see that you hate gingers, uh, but so yeah, they're a really cool group of people to race with, and the it's a lot of fun, and everybody's very supportive. Um, the other thing, just like all racing groups, though. Um, Everybody is there to help you when you're one of the competitors. And when you're one of the spectators, it's really nice because you get to talk to the racers who are down to earth as well as some of the officials. So it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun, and I would recommend everybody go there if you want to you know, get on the track. They didn't have any problem with me just wandering into mm -hmm. the uh, the garages, and I asked them if they could okay to take pictures of their bike, and everyone oh, yeah. just waved and smiled and said, sure, no problem. And they're all super cool. Yeah. Oh, everyone's cool. But one of my highlights, mm. um, there was uh, these pair of Aramaki Harley Davidsons with uh, the um, beautiful, like the orange, black, and white paint job. And I was like checking it out. like, And I even got a picture of the, the guy on his bike. And I noticed, like many other racers, he had like gray hair sticking out. There's a lot of old guys racing. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And he, he kind of looked familiar. There was something familiar. And it wasn't until I was talking to some other friends. They're like, oh, that's, don't you know who that is? That's Dave Roper. I'm like, what? <sighs> and I, I was like, oh, wait, it all came together. Um, just, now is it 2018, I think it was. We did an interview with a filmmaker who was doing a documentary on this guy named Dave Roper. It was called Motorcycle Man. Mm -hmm. And Dave Roper has raced a motorbike <clears throat> every year since 1972. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real motorcyclist. Also, 
pretty goddamn amazing. Yeah. The only American to win at the Isle of Man TT in 1984. Whoa. He's like the Olympic motorcyclist. He's 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 the coolest guy in the world. He like this guy. Out. And so once I realized who he was, I went over to like talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I introduced myself. Say, hey, we did an interview about your your movie, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I could have just sat there chatting with him forever. He just mm-hmm. loved to talk about bikes. You were mm-hmm. excited, like you were you were you were you were fangirling it up. <laughs> well, not just that. Then you realize, like, oh no, this guy he just he loves to talk about bikes too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were just talking about bikes. We were talking yeah. about his career. We were talking about. I said, hey, you know, I know you've ridden a lot of bikes for a lot of years. Have you tried the electric bikes? Mm-hmm. He's like, I have. Oh, I, wow. What has he written? Uh, exactly. Um, it was a while ago. I forget. It was, I forget which bike it was, but he said that it was not unlike the modern sport bikes now. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't wow him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I said, yeah, I can see, like, to some people, it'll come away soulless because you're used to riding vintage bikes that mm-hmm. live and breathe and grunt and snort and you mm-hmm. it communicates with you and mm-hmm. these bikes don't communicate with you and because oh, you know it still did it does it in different ways like mm-hmm. he wasn't going to say it was extremely different mm-hmm. but then he said and then that same day he was riding like you know 80 year old <laughs> bike on track <laughs> you know so he he does it all um i just loved chatting with him i mm-hmm. hang out hung out with him a bunch yeah, just, he seemed like a really good guy he's that type of guy like once you introduce yourself, it's like, oh, I've, I felt like I've known him for years. I had a big mm-hmm. smile on his face and never left. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really mm-hmm. cool guy. So it was that kind of people there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and But you know what one of my favorite things at races is? Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy who was looking at my suit, Brock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And ignoring my Africa twin. We're about we're 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 fixing to gear up to go or leave or something, and like there was a guy just staring at my long stare. Yeah, it was just kind of like inspecting what was going on with my bike. Hundred and twenty thousand like, mile it's like super a, hot. It's hundred and thirty five thousand. I checked. Hundred and thirty five thousand. Fucking ridiculous. Anyways, and I'm going, Oh god, I don't want to talk to this guy. Can we just can he just move on? <laughs> so I started talking. And so yeah, so she she pulls him and he goes, Yeah, this is his bike. Tell him how many miles he's got on it. And then we like, just started chatting with his dude. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. No, what I was gonna say, what I love, pit bikes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're super cool. Every kind of pit bike you can imagine. There was a Moto Compo there. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, the most common pit bike that I saw there, mm-hmm. the Van Van. No shit. Yeah, I saw like at least three Suzuki Van Vans. Out I there. think They're I like saw four. Like, I really? saw a handful yeah. of Groms and just a bunch of people on mm-hmm. bicycles. Yeah, lots of Groms. Lots too. of Van Vans. So that's who's mm-hmm. buying the Van Vans. <laughs> And I have to admit, it made, it made me want one. It's it's also funny, like looking at these bikes, wondering how did these things pass tech inspection? Oh, because barely. They're like driving around in the parking lot, and they're rattling themselves to death, you know. And you see like the fairing shaking, and you're like, "That's not gonna hold on, man." I remember on. racing like, in there, and like sometimes the bikes that pass tech out on the track while they're racing. Like, because our classes were mixed with the old, old bikes. Sure. They're leaking oil on the track while yeah. they're going. And I'm like, well, I guess I yep. better go wide on this corner. Yep. Well, I'm, <laughs> I went down in the pits and watched a lot of them trying to start desperately. They had <laughs> yeah. four, four old people trying desperately to push this guy in the bikes. Like, like, 
yeah, <laughs> and just you know yeah. failing. So they put him on these. What are the, the 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 what's the name of the device that she spins at the back wheel to get him started? Oh, the little the roller starter. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's like roller. it's like a reverse dyno. Like you put the back yeah. wheel, it spins the back wheel up so the bike catches and it can actually mm-hmm. start on this spinning <laughs> device. So you don't have to have mm-hmm. a crew of exhausted old out of shape people trying to push the guy down the the pit. It's, it's, it's really funny. I know. So great, great time, and I love mm-hmm. seeing all the different bikes, old and new. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Hey, um, I wanted to share uh, something kind of cool. Mm-hmm. A little horn tooting going on here, maybe. Yes, you deserve. Oh. You, you earned it. Yeah, Toot absolutely. That horn. I know what this is about. Deep, deep. <laughs> um. So maybe er, little, there's a little little feature in a little known publication. Maybe, yeah, you, maybe you, you might have heard of it. Heard of it? It's called the New York Times, Ooh. or as yeah. the president liked to refer to it as the failing New York Times, <laughs> <laughs> fake New York Times. Um, yeah. So they did a write up on the Women Writers World Relay, mm-hmm. and I got some quotes in there, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really proud to see that they mentioned Recycle Garage and Motorcycles and Misfits Not podcast. Only that, gave a direct link yeah. to the podcast, so we'll have to make it good wow. tonight. Wow. Oh boy. Incoming traffic. <laughs> yeah. That actually has been in the making for a couple of months now. Wow. A lot of hard work. You deserve it. Oh, yes, thank you, you very much. Great. Thank you very much. Um, but that article, yeah, it was a well-written article, and a lot of the other women are excited. It's good pictures, too. Um, it featured our writer in Laos and in um, Pakistan. and mm-hmm. So, yeah, really cool. So, New York Times, I've shared it on, I think I shared it. Oh, maybe I didn't share. I did. I shared it on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... I wanted to I wanted to share a story. I think I've shared maybe parts of it, but not all of it. Um, and I thought this was a good opportunity to share. It's a little bit of a long story, um, and it is related to um, uh, somebody having a crash. Mm. And I actually call it a tale of two crashes. Um, the reason I'm telling it now is because there's an a new ending to this story and hmm. normally I don't share someone else's story mm-hmm. but this is part of my story too um, and 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 Morgan I think it you'll relate a little bit to it as well so the story begins I think it was about oh, eight years ago hmm. uh, it predates the podcast mm-hmm. Um as happens many times when there is an accident, word spreads pretty quickly in the motorcycle community. Mm-hmm. And we got the word that one of our friends, one of the vampires, had been in an accident. Mm-hmm. We found out because one of the other vampires uh, works at a hospital and he was brought in. Okay. So the word went out <clears throat> that, um, that uh, Teddy has been in a crash. Mm-hmm. And I was with uh, John at the time, and I always like to figure out what happened. Yeah. And I remember it was late at night. It was late, like 10 o'clock at night. And the first thing we did is you go on, for here, the CHP, California Highway Patrol, they usually have reports online. Right, and that'll describe a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we found a motorcycle crash, Highway 9, which is mm-hmm. our little mountain twisty road nearby. Mm-hmm. And it said like 7.20 p.m. Um, hmm. uh, rider sustained injuries, life flighted to Stanford Hospital, where, <clears throat> where Teddy was. Yeah. So we drove up, <clears throat> up, up Highway 9 to 
find the spot. We yeah. don't know what we're looking for. And but we did find a spot on the road that still had a lot of the trash from the um, paramedics yeah. and the debris mm. there and fresh scratches in okay. the pavement. And the thing is weird is in the report it had said um, r- boulder in road. Oh, okay. That could really screw you up if you're on a bike. Right. Oh, exactly. And this is on a hillside. Yeah, so, okay. that sounds about right. Um, we found the rock. Hmm. Somebody had pulled it aside to the side of the road. Okay. And it was about a basketball-sized Oh, man. And it's at rock. dusk, so it'd be more and difficult to see. And it was at see. dusk. And um, hmm. <clears throat> you could tell by the scrapes and everything um, – that yeah it seemed to hit the rock we later find out somebody had called 911 to report a rock in the road but mm-hmm. hadn't stopped to move it mm-hmm. so we're like oh, this <clears throat> is a bummer um so the next day um went over to the hospital mm. and uh just to check in and a lot of the vampires are there a lot of you know our friends in the community are there and i'm like hey you know how's it going and, you know he's in a coma um it's not looking good head injury wow, lots of broken bones serious this that and the other um and i ran into another friend of mine who i didn't know um that she knew teddy but somebody mm-hmm. in our community i'm like oh hey it's so so great to see you here she's like oh hey great to see you here she, and she said, how did you find out? I said, well, you know, I mean, the word spread from the vampire. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, that's that's really cool. That's so great that everyone came out. She said, how, how does everyone know my husband's father? Whoa, so this guy that hit the boulder was her husband's dad. And I went, dad. wait, what? She goes, yeah, my husband's father was in an accident on Highway 9 last night. And he's in this room right here. And she points. I'm like, no, we're here for Teddy. He's in that room right there. Wait, so that means the boulder crash was not your buddy Teddy who was in the coma in the bed. Right. So Ah. we're like, wait, what? She goes, yeah, we got a report that somebody had called, said there was a boulder in the road. Mm -hmm. And um, apparently he came down, hit it, and it bent his front wheel and he Ah. the bike flipped over, slammed him into the pavement. Mm -hmm. Massive head injury, um, lots of broken bones. Mm -hmm. And she says, but the weird thing is, we went and drove up the road and there was no rock. Mm -hmm. I went, I I can tell you why. Hmm. Because I put the rock in my car. (laughs) Because I said, when Teddy wakes up, he's going to want this rock. Uh Mm. But as it turns out, it's not Teddy that's going to want the rock. It's her husband's dad. Her father-in-law. And now we're like, wait, what? His accident happened within five minutes. <gasps> Whoa! They wow. both I'm had on the same road. S- they both had similar injuries. Mm-hmm. Massive wow. head injury in a coma. Mm-hmm. Lots of broken bones. What happened to him? Though? I mean, like, what was the cause of his crash? Teddy's. Yeah. So I did some more research, and we found another report. So you went back onto the CHP website to take mm-hmm. a look. Found for another, another report, mm-hmm. and we did some research. Um, uh, yeah and found up on the frontage road alongside highway one mm-hmm. and we went there mm-hmm. and were able to piece everything together mm-hmm. from the report and from the scratches and everything and basically teddy 
who was traveling at a high rate of speed, as reported. Uh, somebody was at the T intersection. They started to pull out in front of him and then saw him panicked and stopped in his lane. Oh, that's the worst thing. They, they panic and then they stop right in front of you. Like, so either go or he don't. He had two choices, go in front, go behind. Yeah. In front, you don't know what's going to happen because sometimes they will try Oncoming and continue or out of your on, way. Yeah. He tried to go behind. He cleared the car. He didn't clear the curb. Mm. Oh. He went around the car and nicked the curb. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it tossed him over into a street sign. So he went through a four by four post and then hit a tree beyond. Oh man. So Teddy had a head injury, Uh um, four broken bones in one arm, seven broken bones in the other arm. So Mm -hmm. he put his arms out, uh, collarbone, ribs, femur, Mm -hmm. like just everything. A good crash. Yeah. Folded up. Uh, fortunately one of the, first people to the scene happened to be a nurse and they Mm -hmm. knew how to treat him so anyway so they're both in the hospital together Mm -hmm. at the same time so it was pretty crazy and both in really bad shape you don't know if they're going to survive or not Mm -hmm. um were they both in comas yes okay wow um unfortunately so um teddy's parents came in and they have Mm -hmm. to make decisions Mm -hmm. and Oh. Then my friend's uh, family, they all came in and they had to make decisions. And it was weird to be there and visiting both of them. And um, for for their, for their her family, they actually decided, he, he had been vocal his whole life. He was a long time writer. He wrote a Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that his wishes were that if something like this happened, that he he didn't want to... He didn't want to be hooked to, into a machine and be a yeah. vegetable. Yep. So they decided to pull the plug on him. Mm. Um, the end to that story is um, her her husband fixed up his bike. Mm-hmm. And a year later, we did a memorial ride on that road. Mm-hmm. And he rode his dad's bike. Mm, that's touching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's get back to Teddy. So Teddy, um, this was a long road to recovery, and I w- continued to go visit, not because Teddy was such a great friend, but I was also, I'm very curious how this works, mm. what this is like, the not he- to healing, mention. The healing process, you mean? Or having the healing process, not injury? to mention, though, but people who are in the hospital like this, they need a lot of help, and the hospitals yeah, don't have the resources to do yeah. it. Yep. Um, so Teddy was in a coma a long time. You know, his eyes opened. He could look around. He couldn't speak. He was on a you know breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. Ventilator. But you know, you would talk to him, and he just kind of looked. But he would look at you, and it's like we think he's there. And mm. I would do things like I'd write. Um, I'd take uh, pieces of paper, mm-hmm. and I'd write like um, a name on one, and then somebody he doesn't know on the other. And mm-hmm. like, which one is your friend? Mm-hmm. And he would look at the one you know that had that person. So on. there was clear like cognitive. That. Or I had a picture of his cat and a picture of another, and uh-huh. like a dog. And like, which one is your cat? And uh-huh. he looked down, like he's there, he's there. So you mm-hmm. could see that he was like functioning for processing of this information. Yes. Hmm. Um, it was a long, long road to recovery. Um, you get, you end up getting transferred to different hospitals. Yeah. Um, once you become off life support, you get sent to like another hospital, and insurance will only cover certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of work for the family. Mm. 
to find procure places to put him um i also found out as he was getting better and better um so when you're in a coma you can't and you're not moving your limbs you need to be stretched atrophy atrophy happens really fast when you see these movies where somebody suddenly wakes up from a coma Mm -hmm. like that doesn't happen First of all, it is a long, slow process. Mm-hmm. In Teddy's case, it was a couple of months of him where you could have a conversation with him, mm-hmm. but he wasn't forming any memories. Mm. I see. So technically, you're still in a coma, even though you can have a conversation. Yep. He had no memory of any of that. Um, the other thing, yeah, I, I brought uh, little stuffed toys to <clears throat> put in his hands mm-hmm. to keep them from like closing up yeah and i just started i would come and i would stretch him and stretch his legs and mm-hmm. which you had to be very careful there were a lot of broken bones but oh god i mean after yeah. a couple months his bones had healed but mm-hmm. his brain hadn't yet yeah um and he would mm. you know talk like you know he he liked to watch movies he, mm-hmm. he just seemed out of it but he was coming around more and more and more mm-hmm. um one thing unfortunately that they were never able to repair is he lost use of one of his arms mm-hmm. when uh, his collarbone clavicle was broken i think it severed some nerves and yep. and uh, blood vessels mm-hmm. so mm. he lost use of, an, of his arm mm. the process for teddy to recover was quite a long time through different hospitals, different um, rehabilitation. I went to go visit him at his like third or fourth hospital. Mm-hmm. Teddy could, um, he could talk. He could walk slowly with a walker. Mm. He could feed himself with the spoon that's Velcroed to the arm because he hadn't gotten quite control of his hands yet. Mm-hmm. But that was like a big deal, you mm. know, independence. He was a, um, uh, for a living, he did uh, rehabilitation. He was a physical uh, therapist. therapist. Wow, okay. So he knew exercises to do, and he could mm-hmm. tell me things to help him do. He knew mm-hmm. what his body needed. Mm-hmm. The hospital could only provide like an hour a day or 30 minutes a day in the exercise room. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough for him. Like he mm-hmm. wanted to keep applying. And he was having trouble because when he was mobile, he'd like get out of bed and he'd go out into the hallway and he'd be like leaning against a wall and trying to like squat to work on his leg muscles. Mm-hmm. And somebody would say, You can't do this. You cannot, you need to be monitored. We don't have anyone to monitor you. Mm-hmm. And they actually threatened to tether him to his bed if he did not stop to strap him down doing his own PT. <sighs> Mm. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's just hard. That's mm-hmm. the system. Yeah. So for me, again, it was just kind of fascinating. Um, he also had anger problems. Mm. That's very common. Well, being before or just as a result? Of, well, he was an asshole before, but okay. now he <laughs> had <laughs> anger problems. And so that could—that's very much in line with 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 TBI with mm-hmm. traumatic brain injuries. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to visit him one time, and he got really mad and angry because. Um, like I was trying to help him. He was trying to sit up out of the chair mm-hmm. and he got mad. I can do it. Don't you're always. And he started like making things up. You're always doing this. And I'm always yeah. telling you, I was like, mm. yeah, that's... and he, he just lost his shit and I had to leave. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. Um, he did recover to where he was a functioning human, human. being. Mm-hmm. Um, his personality came back. He didn't have use of his arm, mm-hmm. but... Um, but Teddy was back. Teddy was back, but Teddy wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. 
And he ended up having to go back to the East Coast to live with his family and help take care of him because he couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and his plan was to go to school and to start a new career. But something wasn't right with Teddy. Mm-hmm. And um, it you started seeing it come through on like Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. He would start doing rants, crazy mm-hmm. rants, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he was alive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you do wonder, like, is that, you know, for each of us, we have to make that decision. Yeah. Was that the right decision? I think so. So um, that to me was a, an interesting, fascinating journey to be on and to try and understand mm-hmm. and to remember the risk that we take when we ride and how we put our friends, family and community mm-hmm. involved. So. There is an end to this story. So this happened, like I said, years ago. Eight years ago, yeah. Um, Last September, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a news report came through of a man who walked into a liquor store with a katana or uh, like a katana. Yeah. And swinging it wildly. No shit. And the guy behind the counter at the liquor store pulled mm-hmm. out a gun and shot him dead mm-hmm. well the man with the katana was teddy fuck wait when was this again last september when i was on the ride with uh where were the news came through oh, and i haven't oh. i hadn't really mentioned it so this is five months ago yeah and it made the news i mean it, mm-hmm. and it brought up a big debate about guns and about um, katanas well, no, but about like crazy guy and you're defending mm-hmm. yourself and here's why yeah. we should have guns because there are crazy people with katanas mm-hmm. walking into a liquor store. That's and so rough. I just wanted to kind of share the story because you see these stories of like crazy people. I wanted people to know who that crazy person was mm-hmm. and yeah. what caused him to do that. End up there. Mm-hmm. And and it is because of his TBI, his yeah. brain mm-hmm. injury from his motorcycle crash. Yeah. You a lot screw of, up your brain, you screw up a lot. A lot of uh, quote unquote crazy people are, there's a pathology behind it. It's, yeah. A lot of it's mental illness. And mm-hmm. they, there's also this thing that, that uh, brain injuries and, and, tra- and traumatic brain injuries are overrepresented in the homeless population by, by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that you know these brain injuries cause you to become homeless or crazy or it could just be like they time in the street up. yeah all this time in the street actually you know affects your brain a certain there's way there's so many factors there, there's a lot of factors so but there, it's definitely a mental health thing yeah so yeah the reason you know liza thought it would resonate with me obviously for for many of those who know out there my dad um got in a very uh, nasty crash about four and a half years ago and he has a, a traumatic brain injury now he's mm-hmm. Not able to ride anymore um, as a result of it, but you know he can have intelligent, meaningful conversations. Um, he can he can walk. He can um, basically care for himself. But we had to for three months in the hospital. We were there twenty four seven, the whole family, mm-hmm. yeah. because the hospital couldn't monitor him all the time, and we you know couldn't give him the physical therapy that um, you know, we were able to, to help provide for him. And like I, it it's so rough. Um, it. Like, not have people there at all times. I, I can't fathom 
how people try to go through this stuff by themselves. Um, yeah. Because we were fortunate enough to be able to be around dad at all times. And he needed, he absolutely needed that. And you actually, like, uh, this became a full-time job yeah, for you. Yeah, it was a full-time, full-time job. It was, it, was, uh, my, it was his caregiver for, you know, a good eight months or so. Mm-hmm. And I got fired multiple times by him because he got angry. <laughs> um but you know, because there's a, there's very much uh, emotional uh, recalibration, shall we say, when you know a good a good kind of reset to your brain uh, brings up uh, alters parts of it. So he's emotional in different ways, mm-hmm. and sometimes uncooperative and uh, in a firing mood. So yeah. Well, on on top of all of that, your dad was a rock star, effectively in our community, and for him to have an injury like this where not only does he need your help to do things physically but he also needs help and his understanding that like he can't think as clearly as he used to y- you begin to wonder he gets angry and frustrated yeah and what what else are you going to so do this is actually something that i was tying to our conversation yesterday if you're okay with me bringing this yeah up. sure um, is when we were at Laguna Seca looking around and um, I noticed Brandon was kind of being withdrawn mm. and he admitted uh, because he, due to his, his spine injury, you know, he can't race anymore. Um, mm. And, he, you know, he's up and walking around and looks fine, looks absolutely normal to everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> if he's not, yeah, mm-hmm. um, if he's not able to race or not being part of a racing crew, it's kind of, he, it, I don't he, like being there. It's it's a yeah it's a, he can't do it anymore so he feels bitter mm-hmm. Not, I don't want to use bitter but I looked at him and I said I think this is kind of a, a little insight of how my dad feels about a lot of things right now yep. oh, does he crap. feel like he's being punished for something or well something? he just he just can't do all these things he sees everyone else out enjoying these things and he kind of he's on the outside looking in he mm. can't be a part of it yeah. and he sees Morgan and I doing all this cool stuff that we're doing with new motorcycle tech and that's where he was he, back then and. He, I know, I know that the him inside him wants to encourage that, mm. but the frustrated part of him can mm-hmm. overtake that and just be yep. bitter about it. And because he can't be a part of it the way he wants to, mm-hmm. it can it can be very upsetting yeah. for him. And I can't imagine how frustrated he is. And I have to I have to tell myself that because I can be I can be short short with him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, speaking of dad in a good way, uh, I talked to him on the phone today. And so can we, can we share what please, we're working on? Please, Liza. Please, please, please. All right. Knock, I think you know what yeah, we're working on. So we've got this crazy idea. We're mm-hmm. working on something for the quail this year, mm-hmm. which is May 12th. Mid, uh, mid-May, yeah. Just, yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about going to the quail every year. Great event. I highly recommend it's it. Literally my parents' backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Craig is such an icon of motorcycling, but since his injury... He has trouble. He's like, withdrawn. He, he can't, yeah, he, but he still loves to talk to people. He, he still loves to tell stories. Absolutely. Mm. Loves to talk about himself. Always has, always will. <laughs> that's that's and, the dad I know. And and as you recall, he was there for me when I got my award last year yes. at, at the Quail from uh, the AMA. Um, meant a lot to me. Um, he's, I mean, he's still, he's, he's still a legend, still an icon, but being around crowds of people is hard for him too. Mm-hmm. So we are working on something with long tigers. Arr. Arr. <laughs> They're free. Um, uh, uh, for the quail um, of having an actual uh, tent uh, space there. And we were talking about bringing in a bunch of, of Craig's, inventions Stuff. and leathers and things that all are like lead to a story mm-hmm. and his at, history at the very least we want to resurrect the defiant scooter we talked about mm-hmm. that two weeks ago it's dad's giant mm-hmm. giant giant uh torpedo like 
Sportster scooters. That's yes. crazy. And so the idea was to put a couple like rocking chairs in the yes. tent. Mm-hmm. Have Craig in one. This yes. is cool. And let people one at a time sit down and, and, and have a chat. Oh, with Craig. Put, put a little That's sign out that says cool. co- that says coffee with Craig. <laughs> and I, oh my gosh, I, he will love so that. I told him. <laughs> I, I, I told him that, and he goes, hmm, "Yeah, I should probably say Craig Vetter." I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> it's not set in stone, but you like the idea? Yes, I do. All right, I'll let Liza know. I guess that's, that's a lot cooler than my idea, which was like bad advice free. Back back, <laughs> back alley with knock. <laughs> um, Leave so, a changed person. And, and you know, that's based upon how he's feeling because he's not always up to it. Yeah. So we're not making any promises, but. but he's going to want to be able to go see the show a little bit. So it's not like he'll be there from, you know, dusk till, till dawn or something like that. Or the way dawn right. until dusk. But that's what we're working um, on. We're gonna stick stick Craig Vetter in a chair and let I wanna, people yeah. sit down. I want to put him in a rocking chair, a little, so cup of, cool. a little cup of coffee, and his little because yeah, he's got stories. Yes, he does, and he he loves talking about himself. Always <laughs> has. Always so go up and ask him. You know how, it, the cool things he's done, or ask him about motorcycles, or streamlining, or aerodynamics. Uh, stay away from politics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stick, stick Make to sure you just got, stick to bikes. Got a head what about religion? Don't. No. No. Let's, politics let's, and religion. Just follow the standard not, rules. Okay. 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 Yeah. Stick to motorcycles and cool story, stories about them. And ask him about sidecars. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Ask him about the, story, the wing. Yes. Oh, 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 oh the, the wing. The, the wing. wing is so cool. I know. Wing. Yeah. Yes. So um, that's what crazy thing we're working on. Mm. Um, so if you have a rocking chair, no. <laughs> I have <laughs> one rocking chair. chair yeah. I might have two out we've, there. We've, we've got one, I'm sure. That that Yeah, we've got one. Well, Good. One Do you least. have two? <laughs> no. No, no. Unless, <laughs> no, we unless, have one at the I, I'm gonna, I'll put mine on the back of unless, my Africa chair. I'm going to look like the Clampet truck. Well, <laughs> Granny's rocker. Well, unless we bring a lazy boy. We can just put that on the lazy boy and that'll put him, make him super happy. There you go. The guest gets the rocking chair. He gets we could just away. borrow one of the benches from the golf course. No, no so rocking chair. Dad, dad better needs a comfy, a comfy, comfy chair. Thing, yeah. okay, okay. He's an old man. Give him, a, give him a comfy chair. Um, so hey, wait, hey, we're we're getting there in time. Mm. Um, yeah, we got the short crew here, but um, all the gang they're going to be coming back. They they've been doing interviews up there. They're in a plane right now. Yeah, we're gonna get. Plane. Oh yeah, we're gonna get updates from them. I won't be here next year. Uh, next next year. next, next, next year. few years. Next been week. Knowing you. So I'm hoping that I, they can get the uh, all the audio to me and get it edited mm. before I leave. But I don't know. We may have to wait a couple couple of weeks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some emails. I mean, you know, we didn't even talk about what we did today. Oh, we didn't right. talk about it at all. Yeah, well, I will. Just I, real I quickly. It was Armageddon out there. <laughs> <laughs> very very yeah. windy today nature wanted the tent more than you did oh. <laughs> yeah. we lost the That's roof to the tent but it's okay we found another one yeah um so yeah it was extremely high winds those crazy crazy winds um Dude, i went so, riding in that shit up in the hills yeah. it was a fucking shit show there were mm. trees down everywhere yeah. the power was out for hours uh-huh. so we had the block down the street right now is out Still, it's yeah. completely dark. Yeah. Uh, we had flashlights and candles in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Callum that's, and I were watching rituals, though, across right? the street. <laughs> there was a tree that kept 
hitting the power lines and knocking uh-huh. them together. Oh, yeah. And there was this giant plasma cloud and oh, sparks flying. That's so cool. And so in the sound, awesome. it was like... <laughs> James and I, when we were riding up, we were riding in a straight line at a 45 degree angle because the wind was so strong yeah. at the same time as pieces of uh, like palm trees flying through the air trying to take us off the I bikes. I almost got hit by a palm frond next door. <laughs> you know, there, one of your trees blew over. You have a little tree in yeah, a bucket I know. out back. And blew. Tree um, in a bucket. No, and we had um, a woman come here for the first time, a cat, and she was coming on the freeway and the freeway sign the freeway fell blew over. What? off oh, the like side one of the overpass. overpass signs? The overpass That's sign insane. fell and was blocking 17 and 1 at the, after the fish hook. Oh my. Oh wow. She said she wow. got off she pulled up to the front of the the crowd the you know the jam uh-huh. and was helping them pull like plywood and stuff like this sign came down and then the plywood came down. Wow. Oh yeah, it was it was bad. Mm. Um and yeah, so I have the big one of those big Costco garage tents in front of the garage. Mm. <laughs> the roof just collapsed. I saw the carnage in the trash can. The thing was torn apart. Yes, but fortunately, I have spares. Yep. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so we were making it work today with, mm-hmm. you know, just flashlights in the garage. Um, Thomas is trying to get his his caliper off of the um, his CB500. Did he not get that off today? He did get the caliper off. Oh, good. Mm. It was hard. And actually on the um, brake line. Mm. So on the top, on the master cylinder, it has a banjo. Mm-hmm. But on the bottom, it goes into <laughs> a into it, yeah. metal aluminum tube, and that has a flare fitting that goes down into the caliper. That's right. It's a compression flare fitting. And right? that was stripping when it came off, so we had to pull out the uh, the vice grips to get it off. So uh, it's is the toasted, salvage? No, but we not... got it off. Okay. Yeah, but you can't put a wrench on it to tighten it. Yeah. And, and then the caliper itself. You going to need new hose? He needs a new supply line. Yeah, the new hose brake line. And he needs a new caliper because that piston is stuck. He never ordered one, yeah? No, I told him, let's let's try it. And in fact, I have an email here with somebody who had some good advice for us that mm-hmm. we didn't, didn't use. Well, I'll, I'll explain why. But it's good advice. So um, this comes from Don Short. And he says, hey, team, I have a little 400 slash four and had the same issue with the piston being stuck. The number one thing is patience. Yeah, I didn't have that. Take your time. I would first warm it up and then get some penetrating oil into it and leave it for a week. We did that. Okay. So there was oil in it. Um, don't use compressed air to get it out. Although True. it's fun when it shoots across the workshop, there is a more effective way. <laughs> I did try the compressed air. We had 100 PSI going through there. Um, the problem is the seal is blown, so the okay. air was coming Went through the seal. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says, I took my grease gun. The thread on the end was the same side as the size as the banjo thread. Mm-hmm. Gently screwed it in, being careful not to cross-thread it, and slowly pumped the piston out. That's a cool idea. Yeah, and he uh, he says if the owner does a little research on the net, there are a couple of piston replacement options. Someone is making stainless pistons, and someone else is making phenolic pistons. Keep up mm. the good work, Don. Living in Brisbane, Australia. Australia. Was a phenomenal yeah. accent. Yeah. yeah. Good job. All right. P.S. <laughs> oh no! That, yes. That time of night is it? Love yeah. it. Go to Bonneville and race. Ah! <laughs> no. This is not at all Australian accent. Keep it going. Keep it going. It'll be a blast. <laughs> I salt race down here, and it and, and, and it, great fun. 
All right. My God. Where's Bagel when you need him? <laughs> anyway, so... Is Bagel I, doing Australian accent? Oh, he does. Every accent, great. So... What am I? Chopped liver? That was um, actually really good advice. And I did take... We do have a grease gun, but mm. it... It only goes to a Zerk fitting, and I oh, didn't have I a loose Zerk fitting, so you and couldn't. I didn't have a Zerk fitting that would fit down mm-hmm. in mm. with the that matched the thread yep. size yeah, yeah. for this this flare that uh, goes down there. So it was a good suggestion. Um, so I just told him, you know, at this point, I am going to suggest that you just get a new caliper, mm-hmm. um, and yep. they do they have them online for like eighty bucks. It's not too bad. Comes with everything, new pad, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has to research to get one of the lines. I said you can't just use a standard line because it goes down into this flare. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, right. Actually, I think it's an inverted flare. Anyway, good advice. Um, I will try that trick in the future and use the grease gun. The mm-hmm. only thing I couldn't figure out is: Are you pumping grease, or is the grease gun creating enough pressure by itself? Well, if yeah, it works, it doesn't really matter. It's, yeah, it's there's enough hydraulic pressure in the greaser, the pump that pushed that out. Apparently, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you for that. Um, it's the knock. Did you get an email? Uh, I did not. All right. It's just a series of swear words directed at him. I couldn't find All anything right. that said. This is where we fall apart. Well, I got so one for you. I actually did something today. If you're searching for an email, oh. Uh, Henry let me ride one of his multitudes of bikes. No, you're not telling this story. I don't like this story. You don't I know you don't like this I don't story, like this but story. it's a true story nonetheless. Uh, the Africa okay. Twin, what is it, a DCT? Mm-hmm. Has been displaced as my second favorite bike. It's that giant box on the floor in front yes, of you. The yeah. one the one you kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Has been displaced as my second favorite bike. My first favorite uh, petrol bike to now my third favorite bike by Henry's Moto Guzzi 1200 what is it? Uh, Stelvio Stelvio yeah Um, so it like around town and for commuting and stuff this bike would be trash the Mm -hmm. Stelvio would be absolute garbage for that and Liza's bike is way way better the Africa Twin is so easy to ride in town and uh, but while the Africa Twin impressed me with the power that I got out of mm-hmm. it, this Moto Guzzi was like, it felt like my Energica for power. It, the power band was very clear. The bike communicated to me once I got on the highway, like mm-hmm. where it wanted to be. And uh, I really, really enjoyed the feeling of riding it and the communication that the bike gave. So that is now my number two favorite bike next to my Energica. <sighs> Having ridden three <laughs> gas bikes, he has this breadth of experience. All uh, right. I think, Nock, we got to put him on your XR650. You <laughs> might enjoy that. Quite a you bit. need to it's experience it. Oh, okay. zero. So you've ridden good stuff. Here's Nock's bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think Brandon will be drawn to stupid fun. Oh, yeah, God, yes. <laughs> but pretty fucking goony bike. That's why we have the death effects. I mean, Nock, you've heard the death effects, right? Yeah, yeah, I I re- yeah. That's that's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I didn't like the engine braking that was uh, involved. In oh, that is purely Char- no. Choice. Charlie broke it. Mm. Oh yeah, it did blow up. Charlie broke the encoder. Well, I think every bike you ride is going to become your new favorite. Yeah, he's easily well. This is the problem. I had him. So he was riding the Bramo. I acclimate very quick. Um, he was riding. He was riding the Bramo for a month for various reasons, and and the Bramo. It, it looks nice, but it it looks a lot nicer than it rides. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually, a piece of shit. It's, it, as I said, it's a piece of shit. And he was 
telling me, you know what? This Brambo's actually pretty good. I'm actually really liking it. I said, no, the Brambo's a piece of shit. He said, no, 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 it's not. And I said, shut up. And I threw him my keys to my Energica. I said, go for a ride. And he comes back 10 minutes later and goes, oh, my God, the Brambo's a piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, it's nice to have a reference point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I'll just have to stick you back onto the, to Africa, the Africa Twin, twin after every it will, test yeah. ride. And well, it no, will if bump I could, itself up yeah. over For Henry's example, bike. If I could uh, play on those two bikes periodically every couple of weeks and... You know, Brandon, Learn more if about you it. wanted, there's a website where you can actually rent these bikes oh, for a day. Oh, you don't say, Morgan. But what website would I go to for <laughs> such an amazing experience? <laughs> and is there any kind of promotion going on, I wonder? There is. <laughs> um, and actually, my friend Jason, I let him test ride my bike. And mm-hmm. congratulations, Jason. He picked up his new Africa Twin DCT yesterday. Way to Excellent. go. So, exactly. Nock, do you have an email? I do. And so where is this? Where's this person from? <laughs> from the states, actually. Well, uh, wait, what part? Is, what, what kind of? Is it the one Midwest? of those flyover states? <laughs> it doesn't say. Uh, How do you know it's the states then? Well, it doesn't say it's not oh, from the it, states. Well, then it could be from anywhere. It could be from hold Knockville. On, hold on, I'm gonna make it easy for you. It's this... from Tyler Nunez. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Nunez. Nunez. He sounds okay. like he's from Texas. Yes, it's a Texas. I'm not going to do Texas accent. you got to do Texas accent. <laughs> I think you should Good do Kansas. Good evening, Mrs. My name Kansas. is Tyler, and I'm originally from Walnut Creek, California. <laughs> oh. You didn't say where it's from. It's in the first read the sentence. <laughs> I currently reside in Columbia, SC, South Carolina. Yes. Oh. All right. South Carolina My girlfriend, accent. now wife. Got me <laughs> to go. take motorcycle safety course in Ohio. Yeah. And got our licenses five years ago. She bought a Vespa, and I got a 2015 CBX500X. Great. CB500X, excuse mm-hmm. me. I have been recently offered a trade to Honda Straight for a 2009 XR650L. Mm. I have my, I use my bike mostly for commuting, 20 minutes to work, three times a week, and occasionally week. a ride around back roads in my area. I wanted to get into more dirt riding and adventure riding, but I can't drop the money on a rally raid kit for the 500X. Do you think this is a good trade? Uh, no. This okay. is a question for Rod Steele who's ridden, ridden in the dirt for years. <laughs> oh, and the 500X <laughs> has sentimental value because it was my first bike. Uh, my up-the-butt bike would be Ricky Brabeck's Dakar Honda 450. Oh, yeah. Or maybe an Africa Twin. This changes Africa daily. Twin? I've heard good mm-hmm. things. I hear they're Brandon's mm-hmm. third favorite bike. It is indeed. <laughs> P.S. Put it in Knox Dung. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, put the Africa Twin in no. his dong. Yes. Put a dong in it, Knox butt, and pee. <laughs> put dong it in. Put dong it in Knox can, butt and pee. Can I? Look, you want me to read it? No, that's no, how it's written. That's, I think it was. Hold on, there's have, more to come. You might have dropped a PSS. I've been drinking, so sorry for the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> spell errors. Respectfully, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. <laughs> Put it. Thanks. Put Tyler. the dong in my butt and pee. <laughs> Is that like saying uh, pee in my butt? <laughs> I think so. Oh <laughs> well, I'd clean it out. Um, okay, so he's got a CB500X. Yeah, don't mm. do it, man. Wants to get into some dirt riding. Offered a trade onto a 2009 XR650L. Nah. Nah, if you're going to do some light dirt riding, get a separate dirt bike or a speed legal bike. Is, is too big for a dirt kind of thing. It's a little yeah. 400 so for the dirt. There's a couple good points here, and that's a good one. The, uh, the 650L is a trail bike. 
Mm-hmm. So no, it's not a trail bike. It, it is more of like an it's a, enduro. It's, it's, a, it's a like yes, a, but but I might take my Jeep. For Jeep somebody who's really off road, it's like four hundred. Hold pounds, on, dude. you guys. To somebody who wants to get into riding, they're not going to take it to like Hollister and ride it. It's too big of a bike to go to a dirt bike park. It's yeah. going to be getting into like riding on that is, what they're going is going for. to be trail riding on fire roads. Yeah, yeah, but That's a trail road is not a fucking trail bike is not a fire road bike. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Trail bike is specifically a trail bike that's like 250 class, 300. Sure. I'm saying for a new yeah. rider, you're not going to be able to do much with it because it is a lot of bike. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah it's it's you're going to fall a lot and it's going to it's going to hurt because it's heavy. Right. Yeah, if you like, want to get into riding, um smaller bikes are better. But in fact, the CB500X with the rally kit a lot of people said is a very legit bike. Now, didn't he say in that email though he didn't want to spend the He doesn't expense? have the money on it yet, uh-huh. but He's got the right bike to do it on. I see. The problem with the um, the 650L, which is very similar to Knox Supermoto. I mean, it's the same motor-ish. No, it's a completely different motor. Come on. <laughs> completely different motor. It's not air-cooled. Mine's not air-cooled. Okay. Yeah. Um, these bikes are not going to be good for any like long-distance riding. Mm-hmm. They're not, not. They have no fairing on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You're, you're going to be more limited on as a street bike yeah. to make that trade to ride in the dirt. When, in fact, if you think you want to get into it, but you haven't gotten into it, you're, I don't think it's a good move. So here's the thing. The wet weight of a Honda CB500X is 430 pounds. Mm-hmm. And that's is, a street bike. That's a street bike. I don't mm-hmm. know how much the rally kit would add to that or take away from that, but it's are probably going to be around the same weight as that XR650L. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any of those bikes would be good for off-roading or or, or uh, you know aggressive dirt riding. So mm-hmm. I mean, fought for trails, fire roads, possibly, but for anything other than DRZ four hundred, go pick up that for the dirt and go play. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can get a fact, plate of DRZ. Well, then you're looking at this a H's, couple grand. H's favorite bike is he clearly you know our, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. buddy Henry Tate, yeah. Um, you know, and I just, I might as well share just one last story. Um, cause I have my DRZ, uh, 400 for sale on Craigslist. Now, oh, you know how it works. Oh, is this a Craigslist report? When I have something listed on Craigslist, there's always, um, uh, I can just get, actually the extra so is lighter. Sorry. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 350, but even still, man. First of all, I have to do my rant, my Craigslist rant. Okay. First of all, there's all the people who um, don't read the, you know, read the whole uh, description that are asking you questions that are answered mm-hmm. in the description. Is this is this a plated bike? So first of all, this is a twelve hundred dollar two thousand and two DRZ four hundred E dirt bike. Okay. That's what's listed in the title. That's a shit ton of fun for. A great is it value. is it plated for the street? It's a dirt bike. No, it's not. What year is it? <laughs> you did know, you, you put get the year on there? I did. Is okay. You get all these questions, right? Yeah. Um, you know. Would this be good for my five-year-old? You say it's got a clean title. Is it registered? Yes, yes. Like all the things. Yes, current. Um, and then you get a lot of people who say, hey, I'm really interested. Uh, hit me up. Let me know when I can come look. And I'll respond. Mm-hmm. And then I never hear from them. Mm. It's like, I don't know where they go. And then I had... Just like every dating profile. <laughs> I know. And then I had somebody who said, hey, I want to come see it. Great. When would you like to see it? He said, uh, how about tomorrow at 12? This, this is last night. So yeah. today, I'm like, great. 
So um, I had the bike ready. Mm-hmm. 12.30 comes, and I haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. So I text him, hey, you still coming? Uh, no, man, sorry, I couldn't get my paycheck cashed. Uh, and this is yeah. another issue I have with Craigslist dealings. Mm-hmm. Where, where's the etiquette? Where's the respect? Like, yeah. let somebody know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe I was going to go for a ride today. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting at home waiting. waiting. Um, and then I had another guy who said he was going to come today who texted me to say, mm-hmm. sorry, I couldn't make it. At least he let you know. Can I come tomorrow? Uh, sorry, dude, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least he let me know. But um, what, about, what about the guy who offered you? Well, seven? in the in the ad, it says, <laughs> "Will not consider any offers unless they are in person." Counter offers, mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, makes sense. And so I got an email that said, "Good evening. Hmm. I am offering because I am two and a half hours away from your area, seven hundred dollars. I'll pick it up as soon as possible. Thanks." Okay, so this guy clearly didn't read the description. So I got annoyed because I said, we'll not consider. Um, also, $700 for a running uh, title with title DRZ400 mm-hmm. with a $500 pumper card is an insult. Mm. I already priced mine to be the lowest price one to sell it quick. Right. Mm-hmm. So I responded. And what did you say to this guy? I, I bet said, you're from Kansas, you piece of- <laughs> I said, said, we love you, Kansas. Let me get this straight. I should drop $500 because you need to drive two and a half hours. Using that math, you should be getting a bike from Chicago. That that way, they should be paying you to get the bike. (laughs) I like this. Right? Yeah. All right. He replied, Mm. lol. What I'm trying to say is that I'm going to make an offer without seeing the bike first because I'm two hours away. If you can't let it go without with my offer, then we don't have to waste our time. If you can, then just let me know and I'll drive and pick it up. And I realized I was the asshole. I don't I think don't you were an asshole. In I was the asshole in you, this case. You had a $1,200 price, which is a great price. You said, don't make an offer unless you're here in person. You weren't an asshole. They went against he, all the things. And he, he made an offer while not in person. So I don't. Yeah. But he made an offer because he doesn't want to drive two hours okay, to offer I don't, I don't care. Bucks. But, yeah, I, don't, but, I don't care. I don't think you care either, do you? But I, well, I figured I I'm, I was the asshole. And I bet you Knox will argue DRZ. that. Hey, Knox is like, just don't respond. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't. See, just don't respond. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no reason to engage that any further. So I felt like an idiot. So apologies to you. Good. Uh, I hope you did. Craigslist dude. <laughs> you idiot. But uh, yeah, I did say don't make an offer. It, maybe if he had said, I know you said don't make an offer, but. but. No, but then you're not, an, they're not being an idiot. Then they're just being a jerk. Well, then I, I wouldn't have been such an asshole. Or I would have ignored it. <laughs> you might have been anyway. a bigger asshole. Anyway, I was, I was the asshole. <laughs> In that case, <laughs> um, bikes still for sale. I had a lot of people say they want to come. Nobody's mm-hmm. showing up. I got a couple more people emailed me. I have to get back to, but I've been recording this little show. Yeah, mm. you know what? I think. Oh, I'm you sorry. Said, well, okay, then I'll just leave. There's a threshold <laughs> of just ridiculous people that you include when you set a price that low. It's for Price-less. anything. Yeah, I also, mm, you know, yeah. Like, I also love Where how you get all the people. Tell me what the lowest you'll accept for this is. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. That was it's like back. Knocks the, the preemptive haggle. See, see not, not you're going to re- resonate with this is we come from the paintball world, and that's anything you'd sell a paintball gun, and all the only response is PM me your lowest. Was, yeah. Uh, it drove me up the wall. Yeah, well, lowest. and the, I mean, the reality is, um, you know, I pulled the bike out. I had to charge the battery. I had to put some gas in it. I got mm-hmm. it to run. You know, it, it had the carb leaking before. Had to pull the carb apart, replace the O-ring in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but you um, did it all. Like I did it all, but yeah. the bike has been not well maintained. I just would ride it and then put it put it away, and then I'd ride it, put mm-hmm. it away. Now I let I let it sit a long time. You so mean the, you neglected so it? So the brakes have been sticking, um, and when I this person was coming, I was like, oh shit, like yeah, I'd probably I'd probably knock a little money off of it, but. Um, the rear brake wasn't working at all, mm. and I'm like, I feel kind of, shitty. You do need a rear brake on the dirt. I feel shitty that it wasn't working at all. Yeah. The one and, that's important in the dirt. Yeah. And so I'm like, shit, shit, shit. All right, hold on. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had to take the to, to, you have to take the master cylinder, rear master cylinder off yeah. mm-hmm. to get the top off, and then mm-hmm. the the. The, the screws were stripping, so then mm. I had to detach the thing from the bike, take it in, put it in the vise, working by candlelight, having to use <laughs> easy outs, and it's breaking, but then I finally got it all, got new screws, got it filled up, got it on the bike, got it bled, got it done, and then he never showed up. Take me, will you take like, $700? Oh. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, this is why I'm selling it cheap, because I didn't want to have to do all this. Do all these mm-hmm. things. The price has now gone up, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. This bike is now $2,000, <laughs> and you're going to pay it before you send the email. That way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway. Sounds about right. I still have it for sale. <laughs> but, um, oh, shoot. I think we, we've made it to the end of the show. Um, That's an abrupt end. Knock, you're not allowed to play with my models. I know. I keep breaking them. That's. I was gonna say the last this time I saw Knock play with though. one of your toys, he broke it. That. that no, is, I didn't. Morty, just so you know, that's lying. my up the butt bike right there. That. The Harley. What is that? VR one thousand. VR one thousand race bike. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, I will be gone next week. I will be in London. Um, mm. I'll be having breakfast at the Ace Cafe. Will you be meeting up with mm. Haley? on Sunday? I will be meeting up with Haley. Cool. Yes. With a with a with an English bed. So what? So what? Wait, wait, wait. So you're going to do their accents? Are you going to make them do American accents? And in, in like when you <laughs> howdy <y'all>. reverse. <laughs> well, I'm Welcome hoping Haley's wearing the. Well, uh, howdy, Miss. I'm hoping she's wearing the cowboy boots I bought her in Fantastic. Texas. Um. <laughs> no, so I'm going to be at the MCN show on Friday. Mm-hmm. Then we're having a private event at the bike shed on Saturday. And then on Sunday, going to be having breakfast at the Ace Cafe. You're going to be gone like a me. whole week or what? No, I'll be coming home Monday night. Okay. Yeah. Just long enough that hopefully no one from my work notices I've been You're, <laughs> You're a country hopping globetrotter here, you know? Hey, man. Hey, I'm a New York Times. You're international. Here's, here's what I want to know. Straight to her head. Here's what yeah. I want to know. Motorcycles and Misfits have been mentioned. Wall Street Journal, now New York Times. When are we getting our Wikipedia page? <laughs> oh, man. I want oh, a Wikipedia dude. page. Make it yourself. Mine's just going to say, fuck knock. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> if anyone has any pull, I want a Wikipedia page. What? It, 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 just make it yourself. You can't. No, no. Can't. Any of the listeners can go on and start a Wikipedia page. Uh, they just I'll have to put that. a bunch of oh, cocks geez. and like... Stop it. <laughs> Look... When Terry, he said he wanted a Wikipedia page, and then uh-huh. next week, he, he said it on the show, and the next week he had one. Okay. 
So uh, someone uh, who's listening, please someone, help Liza with her. And we were listed as a reference skill of set of technology here. Anyway, yeah. So maybe someone from the uh, wait. We already the have the Wikipedia then. So we Just were listed as a reference for Terry. Oh man! All right. <laughs> I know. Um, hey, another big announcement. Um, the Santa Cruz Moto Film Festival tickets are for sale. You can go to RevSisters.com. Is it for motosexual or what? Uh, for the whole film festival. Okay. I thought maybe you were entering a special film in there. I didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's motosexual will be in it. Excellent. Oh, yes. Holy shit. He's got his own Wikipedia page. Who? Ter- electric Yeah. Terry? Yeah, he does. I, I know. I know we're listed is it, at the is bottom. Is it Terry Hirschner or is it Electric Terry? It's nicknamed Electric Terry. Yeah. Terry <laughs> so back to me. Sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, Dad. No, kind of a big deal here. Santa Cruz Moto Film Festival. Go to RevSisters.com. Click on events. You'll see Santa Cruz Moto Film Festival uh, because we're going to be adding some more events and mm. some more film festivals around the country. Big news. That's I don't think cool. I've broken that yet. Um, but local Santa Cruz, May second. Go there. Buy your tickets. Fifteen bucks. Come see the film festival, and we're gonna have some fun stuff happening. Ooh, maybe we should do a coffee with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> this could be our thing. Don't show him motorcycle. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh! Yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> he would like it, but your mom. Um, also, don't forget to go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. As you'll mentioned find, in the New York Times, <laughs> you'll find the link. As seen to, on TV. No, if you go to the New York Times, you'll find a link to motorcycles. Go to the New York Times. <laughs> It'll be in the print edition. I don't think you can click on the print edition no. on Monday. That, um, that works so well. And you'll find links to everything there. And hopefully, Mike's doing some videos up at the one show, so we should be posting those up mm-hmm. pretty soon. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they did up there. And and what they did with all the cans of beans. Uh, I heard <laughs> Phil and, uh, and his buddy went to the number two show. Oh, did they go to the number yeah. two show? Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've, they I said heard it. that's cool, too. There's, there's jokes to be made about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we're ready to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hey, and thank you to Austin for coming and joining us. Yes. Nice Don't to meet you. Don't forget to go to twistedroad.com, and you can put in the code MISFITS. But to get MISFITS your, singular, I think. Miss, sorry, MISFITS singular to get your free day rental. And then go places and rent motorcycles and try them and then report back. Yes, exactly. please. Tell us how your Twisted Road rentals have gone. Yeah. yeah, or list your bike there and make some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a Ducati, Ducati Scrambler, apparently. Um, unless you live <laughs> in a flyover state, in which case, don't oh. bother. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the flyover states. It's a they look so Liza. nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. This is Liza. This is Nog. This is Morgan. Brandon. And we're out of here. Cool, cool. cool.